is Marking out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans We marking out, y'all Follow on Twitter Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans We marking out, y'all Marking out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans We marking out, y'all Running like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans We marking out, y'all We marking out talk by pro wrestling fans and welcome back wrestling and sports entertainment fans this is episode 621 of marking out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans thank you everybody for listening to our weekly episodic podcast uh, you can find this on all of your major podcasting applications but not apple music for some reason they're pointing the finger at our website our website's pointing the finger at them we don't know what's going on, but go to Spotify. Uh, you know, you just did your year in wrapped next year on your year in wrapped for podcasts. You want to put us on there. So subscribe, give us a thumbs up, read some reviews. It would help us out immensely. Social media wise, you can get us Facebook.com slash marking out, Twitter.com slash marking out, uh, YouTube and Instagram at marking out 11 and on TikTok at marking out. If you feel the need to email us, you may at markingout1 at gmail.com. We have merchandise. This merchandise uh, is available at prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout. There's probably a sale when you're listening to this. Sale. Bi-weekly, semi-annual, three times on Tuesday sale. So check us out and buy some merchandise here. My name is Chris. You can find me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. As you heard him saying sale like uh, ants. Um, I can't think of it. Anything. Uh, Dave, you can follow him on Twitter at DavidPTDPD. David, how's it going? Doing uh, great. I'm I'm excited to be recording, you know? I know. As I say every single time when the three of us are in the room, it's like that scene in the Ninja Turtles after Raphael comes out of the coma and they're in the field and they're all doing, like, you know, Ninja Turtle stuff because the third of the Marconet trio is here as well. His microphone is muted. Now it's not. His name is Brandon. You can follow him on all of his social media influencing platforms at BTTG161. Brandon, how's it hanging? It's hanging a little. And how are you doing? Well, I'm doing awesome as always. Thanks for re-asking that. It would have went to a different side of marking out. <laughs> yeah, I know. Talking about so his hair. So you're a social media influencer, hair. Brandon. Uh, are you hanging out with the Liver King? I, I don't know. He. I don't hang out with people who falsely identify their muscles. <laughs> There you go. I mean, I don't want to get I, that's allegedly. I don't know. I don't I don't that's the only reason why I know that person is cuz it blew up on Twitter a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. I've been following him since his inception on uh social media. And the only liver uh, that I'm eating is chopped liver on the Jewish holidays, brother. Hell yeah, yeah, it's over. How was your Jewish holidays, Brandon? It was good. Really? That's about it. Didn't do much else this week either. I uh I made sauce again and I made baked ziti and that's really it delicious I know nice. You, nice. you must have had a, a big week yeah chris I, how was your non-jewish holidays <laughs> well jewish and non-jewish holidays because my wife celebrates yes those. true true but um i was supposed to be on the podcast last week unfortunately due to uh, a basketball getting moved from seven o'clock at night till 12 o'clock in the afternoon um i had to go cover that um and nothing says happy holidays like having to get a root canal Oof. which is let me just give you like the timeline of my life i every like every day's been nuts so last thursday had to get a root canal. It sucked. Whatever. Friday, had to go into the Bronx to cover uh, high school basketball, which was awesome. And then, I forget what we did Friday night. Then Saturday was Christmas Eve. 
and we wake up on Christmas Eve morning, and in he, in out all of the United States, it is like below freezing temperatures. Today was like forty something. Um, it was wild, but we woke up to no hot water in our bathroom. Oh, all right. So uh, this is, and it's so cold. We wanted to all take showers. We're going to relatives' house and stuff like that. So I call a plumber. I said, "Hey, you're probably getting a lot of this this morning. I have a frozen pipe." He's like, "All right, there's 40 people in front of you." I'm like. Well, that's not going to work. So, luckily, I do have some brother-in-laws that work in construction and work on cars and are very handy with that stuff. So, I text my brother-in-law. I was like, hey, what can I do for this? He goes, you need a heat gun. I have a heat gun. Come get it. So, I go to my brother-in-law's house, get said heat gun. There's, like, three spots that weren't in – because my hot water line to my bathroom runs through my attic. We had a cracked pipe in the foundation uh, a while ago. So, I'm sitting up in my attic getting these three spots that were not insulated, just warming them up with this heat gun, trying to get hot water. Luckily, all the ice in there cracked. I didn't crack the pipes, and we have hot water back. Christmas miracle. I saw Um, a video of a woman whose ceiling had, like, wet spots all over it. Uh And she's like, oh, no, I think think something's wrong. (laughs) Should I go up into the attic and look as if, like, yeah, of course you should go up in the attic. She goes up into her attic. It's snowing in her attic. Oh, no. What, her ceiling collapsed? No, it, it was just, it was blowing through the, the fan. Wow. Oh, that was probably like the Buffalo area. Yeah, I think it was in Buffalo. Yeah, that's the... A man, lot of, a, a lot of snow up there. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, awful. I know, like the butcher, the butcher couldn't get out this week for uh, AEW, so he's not going to be there tonight. Ooh. Yeah, they're not, a, of, they're not even allowed to travel. Of, yeah, I know, it's real, it sucks. Oh, I saw somebody know, else yelling, there was a uh, travel ban. They were some. They were driving on the street, and someone was with a megaphone, like Jimmy Hart. Like, why are you driving on the street? This is illegal. <laughs> you don't need. Well, your did coffee. you see what? If you followed him, as you probably should, Matt Cardona posted this week. He's like, I have to get home. My flight has been canceled. I'm renting a car and just driving down to Orlando. He drove. Him and Chelsea drove down in 17 hours. I thought maybe right. he would be a surprise at the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Bray Wyatt's returning to the ring. Well, no, it, it was Ryder. never. It was never advertised as Bray Wyatt returning to the ring. It was just Bray Wyatt <laughs> returns to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, well, they hyped it up, but um, so yeah. So then going back, so Saturday, then Saturday night was Christmas Eve. We went to my aunt's house and had a, a nice time there. Um, sa- Sunday was Christmas, so you know we woke up. The kids got their presents. We had a great time in the morning. I made like the most epic breakfast in the world, man. I made sliced fillet. Um, my mom makes these homemade cheesy biscuits every year, and thus me and my sisters all make them as well. But this year, I added the component of white sausage gravy on top of them, and unbelievable how good it was. That, some fresh fruit. Uh, we had cinnamon rolls. It was just a great Christmas breakfast. Um, and then we went to my mom's house and hung out there. Uh, and then Monday, we celebrated Hanukkah with Rachel's whole side of her family, the first time we've done this since the pandemic, which was wow. a lot of fun. A latkes had a great time, um, and then Monday night I went out with a couple buddies to a really fancy steakhouse and spent more money than I should have. Um, and then yesterday was Where Tuesday. Did you go? We went to Blackstones. Blackstones. Where is that? It's in Melville. It is a very high end, very expensive steakhouse, um, and we got porterhouses and bottles of wine, and it was it was a fantastic time. I'm um, I'm and writing then yesterday. That down. What's that? I'm writing down the name. 
Yeah, no, write it down. That I can sounds... look at the menu and just go, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, good that's deal. all I'll say about that. <laughs> um, and then last night was the other game with the wife and the kids. Uh, they beat the Penguins, which was awesome. The kids really enjoyed it. And my kids got on the Jumbotron last night because I knew one of the camera guys. <laughs> <laughs> Which worked out. Oh, I'm I'm sitting there. I go to go to get up and get. By the way, UBS Arena. Like now that I fully got the experience of UBS Arena, it's lovely. I love it. I think it's great. I think the layout's great. Take the train to the any event that you're going there, mm-hmm. because we so we got on Hicksville L I double R, and it was just direct shot, 15 minutes right to Elmont. Then there's like a 15 minute walking path. Or they have buses that take you from one side, like the really extended parking lot, to the front gate of UBS. And you just walk in, and it's just – it's nice. It's a very spacious venue. Uh, I'm all about it. I want to go back. I mean, now they're playing tomorrow, and I kind of want to go that, but – AEW, April 6th. Well, no, that's what that was – I was talking to one of the scur- – I was talking to one of the ushers. And she's like, she's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, we'll be back here soon. She's like, oh, you coming Thursday? I'm like, no. I'm like, we're coming to the monster truck thing. I think in February. I'm like, my God, I want to come to the wrestling thing. She's like, yeah. April I heard 5th, that's a really late. But I, I know. I was like, she, the lady looks at me, and goes, yeah. I heard it's a very late night. I think it's gonna be very late again this time. <laughs> I'm like, sorry. I'm like, our wrestling fans like our wrestling. Yeah. And, um. And then today I worked, and then tomorrow's uh, really nothing. So it's been wild. It's been a wild. Christmas vacation so far. No, that's uh, awesome. That's that's great that you've been able to spend so much time with the family, with your friends, family, friends. You know, no Muppets. Just creating good times. No, no. What Christmas Carol? The Muppets. Uh yes, I put it on at some point this weekend. But I think I put it on at our house, and we were doing other things and whatnot. Though they have the extended version. If you go to the extras. Oh really? Yeah, the one with the missing scenes. Oh my god! I huh. I don't know. So, what's your favorite Christmas or holiday movie? To the both of you, Home Alone. It's definitely not a Christmas story. Okay, I agree. <laughs> Dude, everybody so loves that movie too. It's so mid. Nope, I hate it. It's so mid. I'm. It's no so offense mid. to the actor in it, but it's such a. It's. You see it once, you're good. I don't need to see it ever again. I know, and like you know what, like now, like the day after Thanksgiving, like I think it was USA Network did Twenty Four Hours of Elf, like that movie's kind of ruined for me now too. That's the thing with like Christmas movies for me; they play them so many times in a row that they're just I'm just over them. Yeah, but you yeah. could play Home Alone like nine hundred times. Oh in a yeah, row you know I watched watch I watched that a lot this holiday season, like in spurts here, like a, a section, and I really enjoyed those. Now um, I I agree with you, especially about Elf and stuff, and so my favorite. Even though it's on a repeat too, and it's one of those movies that I didn't really, I didn't see uh, for a long time, and now I finally saw it, and I love it. I saw it like t- two years ago, maybe, but it's a wonderful life. No, I hate Rachel put that on. Mid-movie. Oh God, you want to talk about miserable during the holidays? <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it the black I, and I white like... version or the colorized one? Uh, the black, black and white, white version. Both are I yeah, mean, black and white. The same movie, I, I think that, weird. I think that it's a, it. I don't know. Yeah, it's really depressing and stuff. But it's such an eye opener to like everything that you do have at the current time and what to be grateful for, like those around you and everything like that. So that's kind of like why I like it. Okay, you know what my favorite is hmm. South Park Woodland Critter Christmas. <laughs> that's Batman it, returns. the best one. Or no, Batman. Ba- Batman is that a Forever? Win- I think no, Batman. Batman for... No, Bat. It was Bat. 
Wasn't it Batman Forever that was the Christmas one, or was it Returns? Yeah. Uh, Batman Returns, because that was with the Penguin and uh, yeah. Catwoman. Hmm. And then it's Batman Forever is the one with the Riddler and Two-Face, and then Batman and Robin is with Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. Yeah, then you have uh, another conflict of interest. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. I agree. Now, yeah. I'm going to take it. Is Gremlins? No. Yeah, but doesn't it Why take not? place during Christmas? Yeah, he gets oh, it yeah. as a Christmas present. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's a huge uh, can of worms to be opened up. <laughs> Nightmare yeah, Before really Christmas, though, <laughs> however, is not a Christmas movie. I don't care what people you say. Hear... It's not a Christmas movie. No, because uh, no, it's more of a Halloween. Uh, it's a Halloween no, it's guy discovering Christmas so he can change Halloween Town. Or whatever his so it's town more of a is ha- called. Halloween movie, okay. That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. Yeah. So things that make you um, wonder. Yeah. What about yourself, Dave? What have you done? done? Uh, Talked a lot. <laughs> what did I do? Um, took it very easy. The holidays were really good. Uh, everything was relatively copacetic. You know, we have. Nice. I've been following, trying to follow everything taking place with the good old with the New York Mets and uh, Carlos Correa, which was a good uh, Christmas. Eve surprise prank yeah Christmas Eve prank I know oh don't God. know don't know what direction to be going with this I don't think anybody knows where this is going <laughs> I don't even, I don't even think the knows. Mets know where this is going like is yeah. he not a Met yet He's... they have an agreement but he hasn't got I, from what we're hearing is there's a big hold up with his ankle and he had ankle surgery while he was in the minors and it's showing up now on all these contracts and especially now that they want to give these guys long contracts, they want to make sure that they're going to be healthy, and that's one era of concern with him. Yeah. So I don't know how this wasn't revealed last year when the Twins gave him a monster contract, um, but hey, we'll see. You got to believe, right? Hey, let's see what happens. All, all I know is that as a Mets fan, it's just nice to finally – have something to be excited for, you know? So that's it's nice that's to have I'm... dirt sheet news <laughs> written about your team. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right? Seriously, that's all this has been is dirt sheet news. Oh my god. Pretty much. But um how does it feel now to be the uh the Yankees of Queens? Hey. Going out I... and buying your championship. Yeah, but I, we didn't I but but the welcome we, it. the Mets didn't get Aaron Judge, so that's the worst part. I know. But I they wish went they out did. and they bought everybody else. You know, I'm all for it. I, if anything, I'm all for it. If they did it, I'm, I'm all for it. If the Yankees do it. Um, but I think that it should be an eye-opener that there needs to be a salary cap, period. Yes, I know. 100%. I said that, I've said that to you, and I said it to the security guard at my kid's school. You know? I'm, <laughs> don't, be, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I am very, very happy that if it's going to be somebody that is really pushing the boundaries, it's a team that I'm a, fi- I'm a fan of. But, yeah, but then you'll just lose it in September. Well, that's – yeah, that's very true too. I mean, as a Mets fan, that's something that I expect. <laughs> oh, by the way, my kids loved going to hockey. Jordan was going nuts cool. and screaming and going ballistic. It was so much fun. Um, it, uh, uh, hockey's that sport. Like you have to go to a hockey game live. Like, but you play baseball, you can watch baseball on TV. Football is fine on TV, but like going to a hockey game is like different than watching it on TV because there's like an atmosphere there. Yeah, um, it's it it's a, a lot of fun. It's a really great time. Have you ever been to a game at MSG or no? No, I've never been. I've been to NASA. I've been a bunch of Islanders games at Nassau Coliseum, and then they won at UBS. 
We should try to do it MSG, maybe Rangers vs. Islanders or something. Um, the Islanders already won the season series, brother. Yeah, I know. Also, those but still, tickets would be but even still, it, Yeah, but at some point, if you do get the opportunity, a game at MSG, is, it's electric. It really yeah, is. It's a lot sure. of fun. Absolutely, but, yeah. and re- and uh, wrestling. Can I segue into yeah, talking about wrestling? So wrestling was this week at MSG, um, and we talk about wrestling. <laughs> this is going to be a really terrible segue, um, and it is our last episode of 2022. As the new year is falling on us ever so soon, it's that time for the marking out. We're going to list all the things that we liked about wrestling awards that we do. On a podcast, um, we're just gonna kind of go over a couple topics here, and we're gonna—I don't want to—we're not gonna bash each other about our decisions on our lists here, um, but we will support let's... each other because we are. Brothers. Yeah, I want to like <laughs> I want to hear your lists. I want to hear like why you think these wrestlers are, and just have a nice conversation. Yeah, about what we what we liked. So far in wrestling. So, Brandon, give us our first topic that we're going to talk about here. Should we kick it off with the male of the year? Male of the year. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm I'm about that. I'm going with The Shield. I without with without Triple H and Kurt Angle, but. <laughs> Kurt, Angle, Kurt Angle got an, an action figure out of that. I'm going Roman Reigns, John Moxley, and Seth Rollins had the best year in wrestling. I agree with you on that. I, I'll agree with you. If I have to pick one of the three, of course, I'm a mark for WWE and Roman Reigns. I'm going Roman Reigns. But I'm I'm going with John Moxley over that because here's a guy coming into 2022. We had no clue if we were going to see him wrestle ever, ever again. As you know, at the end of 2021, he went to rehab. Apparently, he had alcohol problems and stuff like that. Uh, he has turned into the backbone of AEW uh, at uh, some pretty dumb at serious injuries. You know, the, there was a serious injuries to the AEW champion, and John Moxley stepped up and was the interim champion. I know that's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had won it back at a, a, a time where the champion had to be relinquished of his title. Uh, not only that, it's not like he was just working for AEW all year long. He was the GCW champion for a large amount of time. You know, defended it against Homicide at the first independent wrestling show at Hammerstein Ballroom in over 20 years. Um, had matches against Tony Deppin, Effie, you know, great match against Nick Gage, which he unfortunately lost it in. And not only that, he was working in New Japan also. Working a bunch of stateside shows. Defied Wrestling, worked for Wrestling Revolver. So I just feel like John Moxley's resume this year over everywhere that he's been i feel like kind of put some just a step over roman reigns eh, john moxley Good. didn't wrestle logan paul but <laughs> <laughs> see this i said let's all like appreciate yeah. everybody's list and what's brand i'm appreciating i appreciate and i acknowledge yeah no i, I appreciate paul. i and i acknowledge uh female <laughs> acknowledge him yeah female of the year well, no, I have two more people that I want to make acknowledgement that should be up there in Wrestler of the Year. Who? I said it several times. Dax Harwood, Wrestler of the Year, because before this year, Dax Harwood was a tag team guy, and now everybody's behind Dax Harwood because well, well, of just the emotion that he's shown for professional wrestling. The internet today and... is trying to cancel him, but that's another story. Why? Oh, why? Because he loves of Jim podcast? Cornette. 
And I think Watch everybody who's podcast. trying to cancel him over that is just dumb. Yeah. And we, it wouldn't be an episode of Mark and F if we didn't, you know, acknowledge him several times, and that's Matt Cardona. Um, he was the only person out of the PWI top top twenty that was unsigned. Number thirteen, he was unsigned. He won the NWA World Heavyweight Champion this year. Uh, he was Ultimo Broski by winning the MYWC World Championship, the AIW Absolute Intense Championships. Um, the ASW Championship, the Impact Digital Media Champion. So uh, he was everywhere, and he's the king of the indies. So he has to be acknowledged for being one of the best male performers of the year. Mm. So, no, all right, next up, you're you're valid in all of that, you know. And I'll I'll be the first to admit I'm I don't follow AEW enough where I can really justify uh, putting Dax up there. But, but I that's I trust why you. I'm here. I could put everything into perspective exactly. instead of just being a WWE homer. Yeah, I definitely trust you with uh with that perspective but with next up Brandon male wrestler of the year let's go into the female wrestler of the year I will go first I will choose I think Jade Cargill no I like that (laughs) Brandon's about to like cancel this whole segment I'm going there's not there's not even been an improvement that has happened for me to say that just because (laughs) she's in an undefeated streak with one loss in AEW even though they don't acknowledge it <laughs> you set him off, Dave. You know, no, she's the best. best. She's undefeated. <laughs> she's undefeated. So much storylines have been uh, drawn a part of her. What kind of storylines? She's been carrying that, wow. that AEW <laughs> women's Rose uh, stole a title locker room. Dude, she is the face of the locker room. She is their she is their undertaker in that locker room to them. Yep. <laughs> you cannot bash her. <sighs> Uh, uh, <laughs> she could be up there, but I think like what I have, a Mandy Rose, she's definitely up there for maybe not number one, I, NXT yeah. Women's Champion for almost the entire year. Rebuilt herself through you know going back to NXT. Blah 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 blah. You could say you know then everything else that happened, but she's definitely up there for a very long reign champion. Um, Bianca Belair, I know Brandon's probably like that's the woman of the year. I have Bianca both Belair of them on sure. my list. And, uh, There's I'm one gonna... left. I'm gonna There's one I'm gonna, other from my list. I'm just gonna interrupt real quick to say that I, I tried to I had Bianca Belair, I had Mandy Rose, but then I was just looking and I was just like, you know what? I feel like Jade just needs that sort of a recognition, and I think that she does need that recognition. Why does she need a marking out recognition? Because, dude, <laughs> what are you talking out about? Is huge stars are made oh, on yeah, marking huge. out. Stars yeah, are made all those all those Hall of but Famers that went on after they won a marquee award. Exactly, but you know, I do, I do think those are great picks, and Mandy Rose especially. Who's the other one, Brandon? Becky Lynch. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I also put Deanna Perazzo on here. Uh, she was the AAA Rated the Rangers Champion, the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion for a hot second. Uh, also, she was the Knockout State Team Champions with Chelsea Green VXT. If you remember that sick bump they took at uh, Slam Anniversary, I think it was the ladder so, match to the outside. Yeah. Um, also, Jordan Grace, she's the current Impact Knockouts champion. Uh, she was the digital media champion as well. She did a bunch of things. Wrestled in PWG. Yeah, uh, you know, she, she's been a all very, over the very place. short list of women that have ever wrestled in PWG. So, mm-hmm. I um, I tried to look at the AEW roster, and I'm like, if I was going to, it'd be Thunder Rosa, but not even Jamie Hader. Yeah, and Hader. I was thinking about this before because Jamie Hader started the year off as Britt Brit Baker's heater. She's ending off the year as the AEW Women's Champion because, A, the fans saw that she could, A, go in the ring, B, she's awesome, and it's not like 
Brit's turning on her. Brit's sitting there and embracing her, saying how badass and cool she is. I don't think that's gonna. I last, saw. I, was, but... I saw like Sports Illustrated's like top ten list. This you know, they released today. Mm-hmm. And she was on there, so I was like, I was trying just trying to think about it. So. And Jade Cargill. There you go. There you go. You heard that. Next Brandon? up, tag team of the year. <laughs> it's definitely the Usos and FTR and the Acclaim that we have written too. I, I could say the acclaimed too. The acclaimed completely like went from nothing. I don't want to say nothing this year, but like joke AEW dark band to being like uh, the tag hottest team. tag team in AEW. Yeah, yeah, I think I I agree with you guys too. I mean, for me, if I had to pick one, it's going to be the Usos. But even for the acclaimed, you can make an argument they had the most breakthrough in pro wrestling this year, like as a breakthrough uh, wrestler. Breakthrough tag team. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. F- I'm saying FTR. Also, I know I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but them and their whole series with the Briscoes this past year is my matches of match matches of the year. Um, you know, they set out to show everybody the greatness of tag team wrestling, and they've done it. Uh, they've defended not only the Ring of Honor tag team titles, not only the AAA tag team titles, and also <laughs> the shut up. Brandon. No, I'm the laughing IW- because AAA is still using the the image on their posters of FTR are them in the frog costume still. <laughs> and it's okay, like listen. it's like that was so long ago. It was last year. <laughs> they don't have a different yeah, render. So. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Maybe uh, AEW didn't give it to them, and also too, they're the IWGP uh, tag team champions as well. So they're really going out there and making their case for tag team. I so that's I definitely think in 2023 we'll see them back in WWE. You think that? It seems like that's how it's going. I feel like they could potentially lose their their championships tonight. By the time we have this out, if they might not be AAA tag teams any tag team champions anymore. Why? They're they're defending them on Dynamite. No, it's on. Uh, they have a. They're in Mexico right now. I think. Oh really? If I'm not hmm. mistaken, unless that was a January event. I don't. I'm. I'm not too sure. Interesting. Maybe just no. Dak started this podcast just just to get himself back to WWE, like Bobby Fish thought he was trying to do. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I th- I think the Briscoes kind of have to go up there as well. Uh, you know, the limited times that we did see them wrestle this year, uh, they put on bangers. Mm. Again, they were on that GCW show at Hammerstein Ballroom. Mm. Um, so yeah, so match of the year. I just I said mine. It's the FTR Briscoes trilogy. Brandon, uh, for match of the year, I have. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch from WrestleMania 38 as one of them. Okay. Uh, Sheamus and Gunter at Clash of the Castle. Yes. Okay. That was a fantastic match. And then for me, like the ultimate match of the year, I like look through so many matches and I can't put another match above this one is Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins from Hell in a Cell. Okay, I, yeah, a lot of people are saying that one too. I can agree with that. Yeah, I agree with the 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 one I have on my I have two matches written down. One is the uh, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell, and the other one was Gunter versus Sheamus at Clash of the Champions. But Clash another one, yeah, Clash of uh, Clash at the Castle, yeah, Clash at the Castle, Castle Clash. Yeah, <laughs> there. <it is. laughs> so that. Uh, now hey, an award that is near and dear to the wait. Mark did you Cap say you had another one, Dave? No. I mean, I could say that it was the Kevin Owens versus Stone Cold. Personally, just because I marked out so much during it. 
I have that. But that's more so, but not <laughs> for the caliber of it being a good uh, pro. It was just an entertainment factor match. So, yeah. all right. But that's yeah. That's mark out moment of the year. I think Cody Rhodes coming to WWE. Um, CM Punk coming out to AFI in the dog collar match is my personal mark out moment of the year. And then Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens, like Dave said. Yep, that's always great. Bray yeah. Wyatt gonna, coming gonna... back, all that stuff was fun. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to add Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech. Okay. Undertaker's TED Talk. <laughs> Undertaker's TED Talk. I definitely... Oh, yeah, that's right. He had the headset on. He's walking around. Yeah, you know. Another thing I'm going to add, I marked out for, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Logan, Logan think... Paul... Period. I think the bloodline in general is just like yeah. They, that's the thing. Yeah, the bloodline I've been marking out for Logan Paul, uh, which I hate because all of the, you know, we don't nobody likes to root for Logan Paul, but the, what he's been doing in the ring, it's been so much fun and entertaining. His stuff with Rey Mysterio, Roman Reigns, um, there's just so much to mark out for this year. Yeah. It was a, it was a great year for pro wrestling. Yeah, because uh, this is the first year since the pandemic where things are kind of like really back in full swing. I got to also say one that I just thought of now when you said it's a really great year for wrestling. Mickey James showing up in the Royal Rumble as Impact Women's Champion coming out to hardcore country. Yeah, that was huge. Big time. I totally agree with that. That was something huge that took place very early this year. Yeah, very early this year. Um, all right, what else, Brandon? What other uh, well, enjoy? last episode of last year, we also picked who we think will have as champions by the end of 2022. So I guess we'll do for 2023. Okay. For 2022, AEW champion, I picked Brian Danielson. You and okay, Dave you picked Maxwell Jacob Friedman. The writing was on the wall in the beginning of the year, brother. Come on. There you go. So, who do we think is ending the the year as AEW champion? Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> you don't think MJF is getting that that unbeatable run? The Bruno no, run? I don't. I don't think he's getting that un- unbeatable run. And I was thinking about I'm like I was thinking about today. I was like, who can dethrone MJF that everybody could definitely get behind? Like it's it's good for him to like be working with Brian Daniels stuff like that. But I feel like. If, like, you know, MJF's in the ring and then Adam Cole comes back. Like, let's say they keep him out until, like, May or something like that. He comes back, he'll get the biggest pop in the world and people will be behind him. And they, you know, give him a good run here. Give him a nice Adam Cole babyface run that everybody loves. How about it? I'm, I'm going to say the person, I'm You're going MH, MJF? Yeah. You said? I'm going to go with, so, Chris, everything that you just mentioned even solidifies my thought about this wrestler even further. Warlow. I I don't know. I mean, yeah, exactly everything that you were talking about. (laughs) Think about that buildup that they had. Yeah, and it went nowhere. Exactly. Well, it did. It went. It went nowhere because of the overshadowing of the, all the dirt sheets that weekend. Do you Until think twenty twenty three? Do you think because apparently Goldberg's contract is up? No. AEW fans are like, we need Goldberg versus Wardlow all of a sudden. No, we don't. We don't I, listen, <laughs> I, I want Wardlow to have a long career. 
here. Unlike Bret Hart. <laughs> so Dave Dave's going with Wardlow ending AEW next yeah. year. AEW Women's Champion. Uh, Chris and I chose Britt Baker. Okay, I'm wrong, but kind of close. That was that was pre Jamie Hader, I believe. Okay. Um, and then Dave chose Thunder Rosa, so he was kind of close too. <laughs> yeah, if she, I don't think if she got injured, she wouldn't. Uh, she'd still be champion. So That's closing true. out 2023 as champion. Chris Statlander. Ooh. I'm going to say I Soraya. I hope she comes back from injury, and they give her the push. You're saying who? Soraya. Okay. We're, I don't want to see, I don't want to see that. We're all going to go different. I'm going to go with Sasha Banks. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to toss that in, into the uh, party. Yeah. No, it would, what, what's her her real name? Like Reverse Mercedes Martinado. Okay, yeah. So I think it, it yeah, I'm going I mean, might be Mercedes Monet or whatever. Yeah. Isn't, isn't there somebody in NXT now again called Monet with the last name Monet? Oh, no, it's Valkyria. Sorry. Oh, Valkyria, yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, man. Ty Valkyrie ever goes back to WWE. She can't be called uh, Ty Valkyrie. Damn. Yeah, but she was Frankie um, Monet to begin with there. I, well, she was originally mm. Ty Valkyrie. So. <laughs> Uh, ending all the right. year as Universal Champion, all three of us picked Roman Reigns. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> goes on the wall, brother. We're doing pretty good at this, Chris. Uh, I know, right? You, not okay. really you. But. <laughs> um, so, ending 2023 as Universal Champion, do we think they're going to be splitting up the championships? I don't think they're uh, going to be splitting up the championships. I'm saying Roman Reigns again. Okay. I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. Well, I'm going to say Roman Reigns. Then going to the WWE Championship, I said Kevin Owens. He's in the title picture right now. Chris said Seth Rollins. He's kind of in the title picture right now. And Dave almost said Cesaro. Not even in WWE anymore. Said Randy He does have a title Orton. around his waist, though. Yes, that's true. But he mm-hmm. went with Randy Orton. Ah. Here's where I go with Cody Rhodes. Okay. I think they could probably split that championship up. I don't think... I don't want to see the split up, so I'm going to maintain that it's not. I'm going to go with yeah, the bloodline think... over SmackDown and Cody over Monday Night Raw. No, build it up all together. Yeah, come on. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah, like, yeah, you give Cody Rhodes this huge moment to come back. You know, and I know I'm jumping ahead here where he had that promo goes, hey, guess what? I might be back soon, but maybe I'm not. I don't know. We'll see mm-hmm. type uh, promo to him. Like, and especially with the way this year Roman Reigns has really turned into a part-timer. Um, but and to have somebody like Cody Rhodes, like defending the title every single week on Raw, doing all that stuff. Um, you have to make him like the universal and WWE champion, but I'm still saying Roman Reigns. He'll be the universal champion at the end of the year. Everything. But, but WWE champion, both. Yeah, him too. That too. And in the year as raw and SmackDown women's champion, 2022, I said Raquel Rodriguez now and Naomi. Uh, Dave said Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair. And, Chris said Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. Wow, man. Was that wrong? Huh. 
But at least, I mean, All Bianca right. Belair and Becky Lynch held the titles this year. Yeah. I think Charlotte did too, right? I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. But for 2023, I'm going to go with Asuka. But but there's two titles though, right? There's two women's titles? Yeah. Okay, so Dave's got to pick another one. Oh. Huh. Uh-oh. about that? Um, I'll go with Asuka and then I'll go with I'll go with Asuka. I'm not I'm going to go with Asuka for both. Asuka for both champions? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I don't know because I really don't follow t- – no offense to uh, the WWE women's division, but I don't really pay attention to it as much as I do other female divisions. Um, I'm going to say – I mean, I was really hoping like Mandy Rose didn't get fired, but listen, yeah. it is what it is. Uh, I'm just going to say Bianca Belair and for the SmackDown Women's Championship, um, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, let's just say Chelsea Green. There's the rumors of her coming back. Give <laughs> her the championship. She's awesome. There you let's go. go. Hot mess for life. I'm going to say for SmackDown, probably. Well, not probably. I'm just going to say Shotzi for SmackDown. It's more of a hope. Okay. And for Monday Night Raw, I'm going to go with Bailey. Okay. All right. I can see that too. The you winner. Know, mine from Bianca Belair for Raw to Bailey. All right. Yeah. The winner of the Royal Rumble 2022. <laughs> uh, I said Kevin Owens and Bailey this year. Uh, okay. Dave said Bailey and Brock Lesnar. And I kind of made fun of Dave for Brock Lesnar and said it would be <laughs> hilarious if it was him. And then it turned out to be Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so there we go. Dave wins. And then Kristen and pick a Royal Rumble winner this, this past year. So, really? Yeah. I think you were on a. Uh, wow. I don't watch WWE, so I can't even pick one. Yeah, but, I. I mean, I still don't watch it that much either. But no but for the 2023 Royal Rumble, hmm. uh, since I didn't pick last year, I'll pick first. I'm saying Cody Rhodes and Bailey. Cody Rhodes and Bailey. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with. Charlotte Flair and oh man I'm gonna go with The Rock Charlotte Flair and The Rock yeah yeah cause it looks like we're getting that match yeah storyline wise I would love it to be like Sami Zayn but I think I would love that yeah but I'm I would gonna, love to see him be WWE champion at some point this year. I, I think I honestly I think that that's what this is building up towards is a Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns at some point with Sami Zayn dethroning uh, Roman Reigns. That would be I would cry. That would be epic for uh, that, the, the crowd reaction. Would be I just so can't see that over. happening though. If there isn't a big Olay chant going on when that happens, I I'll be very upset. I I mean think about it. If Kevin Owens could definitely help him capture that and i i'm gonna say that that is gonna happen at some point but i'm choosing the rock for this one okay i'm gonna say cody and bailey as well all right do we think uh matt cardona ends up in the rumble as matt cardona what what weekend is that it's january 28th 
So I'm going to say no. I'm saying no. And uh, maybe perhaps Kyrie Sane. Maybe. Isn't she something in Japan IWG, right yeah. IWGP champion. Interesting. Interesting. Well, isn't she... When, uh, I don't know. That's the whole thing. Don't like, know, we, don't, we really don't know with that Sasha Banks thing. Like, her contract, according to the rumors, is completely done with WWE. And then January 1st starts her new chapter. So she can be Soraya's Wherever tag team be. partner. So it's like you think we, she goes to AEW? I don't. I, I can't she see could. her doing that. I could see her if she does AEW. It's the Mac Cardona AEW. Five uh, five matches. Yeah. Okay. I could or whatever uh, it is because I don't think I don't think she needs AEW. No, I don't. I think that she, wherever she goes, I think she's gonna go because it's something that she actually wants to do, not needs to. Come on, do. She's got. A, she's got. A, she's got a CBD company now, makeup and. She's yeah. gonna make music. I'm gonna say AEW, but I do think I'm that saying, I don't think she's actually 100 done. I think that she's gonna come to WWE at some point again. But, oh, um, speaking of WWE, Rusev Day coming back to WWE. What do you think? I'm I don't all know. for it. I don't know. So, um. What really about okay? So, so what about okay? So one person that's been discussed a lot, especially this year, uh, has been he's been very highly ranked on every single poll was El Hijo de Vikingo. Um, I didn't get why he was even in the top ten, but do you think maybe this year is his like coming out party in the United States, or do you think AAA is still gonna suck and not let him be on any streaming services? Yeah, well, with that streaming service thing, I don't think it's gonna be possible. But the reason why you don't get that is maybe because you haven't seen him wrestle. Right? That's correct. That's hundred percent uh, correct. He's but like, that's, really, but that's, really good. And then people are like, Oh, he just does flips, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, he's really good. Yeah. I heard that match. He had with Blake Christian tore it down. Uh, was it like two weekends ago. GCW. Like if you rewind a few years, grand Metallic might've been like the, the top guy in Mexico. Andrade might have been like the top guy in Mexico. I think right now he's like that, that next top guy in Mexico. Okay. Interesting. But you, but you think like he like show like now that he can like go out and like take U.S. bookings and stuff like that. Do you think he's like gonna go out there and like show the people that didn't know about him about him? You'll you'll definitely see his name a lot more if he's gonna be booked in the United States. A hundred percent. No, but you think there's going to be, like, more buzz about him than there was already buzz about him? I don't know. All right. It's tough to tell. Tough hmm. to tell. So, all right, cool. So that's our uh, – is that it? Your 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 end award segment? I guess so, yeah. yeah. That's all our predictions for 2023. Do you, do you want to go with a rookie? Rookie of the year? Well, who do you think is going to show up and show out in 2023? Yeah. We can say, like, Ooh. maybe who we think is going to – or who's going to have a breakthrough. Okay. <laughs> what do you what? think, then, Dave? <laughs> yeah. Well, going? I think what? this year <laughs> – I think this year was Logan Paul. I think breakthrough for next year. I think it could be – let's see. Can you go with Dex as further breakthroughing? No. 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 Okay. Liver King is sure going to break through. through. And he's, he's on his way to WWE, boys. Is that true? <laughs> no. Wait, what? Did but I'll really just say just he's my breakout wrestler. Was... 
Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't read the sheets, man. What do you mean? I think it's difficult to... There's no, like, landscape for 2023 just yet. I think it's difficult to say who's going to be a rookie of the year. Rookie of the year is, like... true. Or breakout is, like, what happens at the end of the year. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good points. You see Liver King doing, like, topes in WrestleMania <laughs> this year. Yes. And he's got to stop to eat raw liver! By God! <laughs> All right. I think that's it then. Yeah, but speaking awesome. of speaking of Monday Night Raw, <laughs> it was just a best of episode this week. So like, the Street Profits opened it. They had stuff from uh, hosting duties from Cody, uh, Cody, Corey Graves, and Jackie Redman, and then they had like interviews with Sami Zayn, video packages. They had uh, New Day, Kathy Kelly, Bianca Belair, Sheamus. McIntyre, Cody, and then Liv Morgan. They all had segments. So that was Monday Night Raw. We're going to say goodbye to Chris for now. He'll be back for AEW. Bye. Going to move over to NXT, which opened up with Julius Creed picking up the victory over JD McDonough. It was a decent match, and I was expecting for the match to be a lot longer than it was. Not to say it was a short match or anything, but... Yeah, it didn't really do it. too much for me. I wasn't really that. I wasn't glued to it. Yeah, it the, the the main reason was to show that that Julius Creed was was good to go in the ring. He's a hundred percent. And Indusure came out afterwards, and they were like, "We're willing to face you now at New Year's Evil." So that gets set up, and I hope Indusure wins. You see, now that is what I want to see. I want to see Indusure just totally annihilate them and all the way to the top. That's what I want to see. I don't know about Annihilate, but... Oh, yeah. I think the Creeds are built up enough that it shouldn't be just an Annihilation sort of thing. I want to see an Annihilation. I want to see a beatdown. I want to see Indus Sheer on top. Of well, course. after that, we saw Wendy Chu pick up the victory over Cora Jade. Uh, and speaking about beatdowns and stuff, Wendy Chu didn't waste any time and attack Cora Jade right away. The match starts in the match... Jade went to go use a kendo stick, but Wendy Chu ends up ducking it, and she kept up the aggressiveness throughout the match and won with her her finisher, the nap time or whatever they call it, that reverse splash. Yeah. Not too sure what's going to... I don't know what's going to happen with Wendy Chu. I, I don't see the gimmick really going that far with the main roster. Right. You know, this is going to be like an NXT kind of a gig, kind of like the um, Vaudevillains or Bailey or something like that, the hugger stuff. It, I don't think it's going to carry over. What are you talking about? The, the stuff with Bailey carried over beyond. Not at first. Uh, when she sure. first came up, it did not carry over from NXT. I don't know if that's my memory. I definitely don't think it. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure, like, the moment it it went over to the main roster, people were hooked. No. Took a while. And I would bet it was one of the highest-selling merch sellers of that year. Uh, I don't know. After that, we saw Scripps pick up the victory over Ikemen Jiro. I thought it was funny that Ikemen had matching pants to the jacket that Scripps had stolen from him. But... Scripps showed up wearing the jacket from behind. Reggie is obviously great in the ring. Uh, great. 
Yeah, I was for like what he's doing in there. I think it's pretty fun to watch Reggie wrestle. Yeah, he's he's a good acrobatic. He's person. able to use his skills that he learned from Cirque du Soleil and and translate it to professional wrestling. And I think that's the the perfect part of professional wrestling. Well, the only per- not perfect part then is his gimmick. Yeah, this story with with scripts is not so much something that I enjoy seeing. It's not, I don't, that was a weird way to say it, but I'm not enjoying what they've done to Reggie. Yeah, it's awful. It's stupid. There's no reason to, there was no reason to switch him away from just being Reggie. You know, he was doing a good job with the 24-7 championship and to just go by a different name of scripts where his name was written all on the walls and this and that. This is not good. Period. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But no, he ends up not... giving Jiro his jacket back, and that was the end of that. Yeah, but next up you had Lyra, Lyra Valkyrie. Valkyria. Valkyria. Uh, pick up the victory over Lash Legend. Um, I know you're a big fan of hers. The finisher, I'm not... Yeah, that know. finisher, man. I don't... I don't get it. I wish there was a different finisher. But like I said the other week, I think it's because of Carmelo Hayes. I, but I kind of wish that the women had a secondary title for her to win. But a frog splash? But it's not even a frog splash. I, I mean, like it's, a, it's a splash. splash. Yeah, it's just a yeah. body splash. And, you I, know, I, her... I, she needs a better finisher, 100%. Yeah, her her moves in general. like it, It's like her... Her hype video and everything, they made her out to be such a, a big force. You know, somebody that you do not want to mess with because she's going to totally annihilate you. She's going to bring the pain. And her move sets, this is not what I was expecting to see. And I don't know. I You, you were very supportive well, like of I her. Like I said, I'm pretty sure she got her moves stripped because of Carmelo Hayes. So what Why? they came they up with. Similar? Because, yeah, it's the same... Except Carmelo Hayes is, like, um, standing. Hers is when the opponent's down. I don't know. But even still, she needs she needs stronger movesets on offense. Otherwise, I'm not sold. Watch, this was not watch NXT UK when, when Aoife Valkyrie was wrestling. Anybody oh, listening I... to this, go watch Aoife Valkyrie. Because Aoife Valkyrie was so much better than what they've been giving us with Lyra and Valkyria. I mean, which if is, she's it's a been, damn shame. Yeah, I know you were looking forward to it a lot, but are you let down by what you've been seeing so far compared to where she was? Were you expecting more? I'm still happy that she's here, though. But were you expecting more? Well, I was expecting NXT UK. And it wasn't until that last week when I realized that the reason why is probably because of Carmelo Hayes. So, I don't know. I, there needs to not, something has to happen where she gets more moves that are like unique to her character. That's the thing. There's no connection to the character either, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But like, I'm fine if she's doing like a, a diving splash, but not mm, as that finisher. No, not as a finisher, and she just needs more impactful maneuvers. But main event of the evening, you have main event. Oh, what do you sorry, mean main I, event? Sk- I skipped. I skipped a good amount. You skipped the whole yeah, show. The we saw event. Toxic Attraction in the Toxic Lounge the first time since Mandy Rose, unfortunately, was released. But they put themselves over 
where they plan to redesign, rebuild, and reclaim. It was a very uh, familiar catchphrase, but they want to take down Roxanne Perez. I think they did not Toxic Attraction, but WWE Production did a very good job at editing Mandy from all the video package portion of it. But Mm -hmm. I think Toxic Attraction themselves did a very good job here on the mic, hyping themselves up. Yeah. So I totally, I I agree with you. I think Toxic Attraction are, uh, they're going to be so much fun to watch. And I think on the main, I think they're main roster ready right now. Well, I don't know if that's going to necessarily happen anytime soon. Yeah, so that's true. What happens with them next? We'll see. After that, Braun Breaker was interviewed by Mac Mitchell, and she asked him about what Grayson Waller did last week. And he's like, it's all good, but I'm going to go to the ring and call him out. And she's like, well, he's not here. He sent a video. And they air a video uh, of, of Grayson Waller in his home state, country, continent, all the above. I don't even know if that's an accurate statement. He's in Sydney, Australia. And I thought I liked getting to see parts of Sydney, Australia. It looked nice there. And it's always Grayson, nice there. And then Grayson Waller said that he could sign the papers uh, uh, on the, the Grayson Waller effect next week. So Braun Breaker ends up throwing a TV. He's pissed off at that, that segment. I'm coming out of that segment thinking I think uh, Grayson Waller should host a travel channel show. Like style, hmm. not not for travel channel, but yeah, I'd watch Grayson Waller in gimmick walk around Sydney and all these places. Um, I'm gonna skip on it. I'm gonna skip. Well, did you watch Total Divas? You were a huge fan of Total Divas. What do you mean? You would 100 percent watch the Grayson Waller effect on TV. I would, I would watch Total Divas. Where's the drama with Grayson Waller? Drama. It's just a straight up like learn exactly. facts. Here's the city. No, thank you. I want drama. Dude, you I didn't want, like. You never watched like. Uh, I want Summer Ray versus Natty drama. You never watched any of the Travel Channel shows. Not too much. Mm. Not, After not that, really. we saw Schism pick up the victory over Odyssey Jones, Idris Anofi, and Malik Blade. The one part of this that I didn't get was when Ava Rain spoke to Booker T. Mm-hmm. I get what she said, but why only to Booker T? That yeah. part I didn't get. That's true. That's true. But I also like the team of Odyssey Jones, Idris Anofi, and Malik Blade here. Mm-hmm. That double yeah. sidewalk slam that the Jones sidewalks. did I thought was awesome. Yeah, to lead to Anofi hitting that diving elbow. And then you know? Schism having the, uh, the what was it? They were doing the dive after dive after dive in order to get Odyssey Jones to finally like fall Collapse. down outside. Yeah. I thought that was I liked- really cool. I like the part where Blade ended up hitting that diving splash off yeah. the shoulders. That was the finish, yeah. Yeah. The 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 double or no, it wasn't the finish because Schism won. Yeah, Schism. I think did they win with the double doomsday device? Yes, I believe so. Which was cool to see that as well. Yeah, for sure. Whether or not we get any of these moves in WW2K23, who knows. Fingers are crossed for a better game. Yeah, we'll have to see. Yeah. But next up, you had Battle for the Bar. Kiana James taking on Fallon Henley. 
with Josh Br- uh, Briggs and Brooks and Jensen. Brooks and Jensen. Brooks Jensen at ringside. I want to say Brooks and Jensen because it's like Brooks yeah. and Dunn, you know? Yeah. But Henley picking up the victory to defend the rights to her family bar. Um, I feel like both of us might have expected Kiana James to win. Yeah, I was expecting... I feel like more would have... I guess this is the end of that storyline, no? I... I mean... I would like to say yes, but I can't say yes because there's still the portion where Josh Briggs afterwards kind of yelled at Jensen for showing emotions towards Kiana James. Mm -hmm. And there's still that aspect of Kiana James trying to, like maybe court Jensen or try to pull one over on him or something. So I think maybe we can, in the long run, end up seeing the bar become apartments or something. Yeah. And I don't think it might, I really don't see that being the end of that feud right there. I don't know. Uh, After that, we saw Roxanne Perez interviewed and she said that as champion, she knows she needs to be on point every night. And when you look at the, the past champions in NXT history, all of them are guaranteed to be in the Hall of Fame someday. But she knows that she herself is not just, she's not there just yet. But she's going to do everything that she can to represent the brand. Mm-hmm. And I liked I liked that side of Roxanne Perez that we get to see. And, and yeah. we get to see her because she wants to do the best. And I think Roxanne Perez right now, as far as women in wrestling goes, she is really good. So I'm looking forward yeah. to 2023 with her as champion. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that it's very exciting. I think there's going to be a lot of great matches to to come. Um, next up, you had the Drew Gulak Invitational. Um, Gulak was just... Submission after submission, taking on uh, Miles Bourne, Hank Walker. Uh, Hank Walker. He invited well, Hank there to, Hank, to yeah. watch it. Hank Walker was watching along. I think but... had this segment aired on Raw or SmackDown, it would have bombed. Mm-hmm. But the NXT crowd was into it. They were behind it. They were clapping for people. I think it's a damn shame that Drew Gulak versus Karrion Cross at Madison Square Garden was getting boring chance. I didn't see the match itself, but I'm a big fan of Gulak, and people are just putting all the blame on Cross, and they, they say they they don't think he crosses over, no pun intended there. <laughs> that wasn't nice. a joke. They they like People don't think that he's main roster ready. Well, they have to do something with him, you know? Right. They have to do something with him. But... but Charlie Dempsey ended up interrupting this segment and challenged Drew Gulak, and then Gulak, um, I don't, did Gulak accept? Yeah, he accepted uh, but, for Hank Dempsey. Waller, um, for Hank, uh, Hank Waller. He Walker. accepted on behalf of Hank Walker? Yeah. Or did he, or did he just say that, I'm... I'm challenging Walker next week. On behalf of Walker, I believe he accepted. Or no, he said that he was going to make an example with the students and stuff, but then Gulak volunteered Walker to be that student pretty much. I, I don't, That's what I took from see, it. See, that's what I don't remember. I don't remember if that was a definite. I, I know Dempsey challenged Gulak. I could swear Gulak accepted. 
then nothing came of that, and then he challenged Walker next week instead. No, no, no. So Gulak, uh, he challenged. He said that he was going to face Gulak and stuff like that. But then he said like he was going to set an example and show what it's really about, and yada yada yada. So maybe I eventually we're going to see Charlie Dempsey versus Drew Gulak. I mean, maybe. who's a uh, what? But this doesn't ring a bell to you. Diamond Mine? No, this entire segment. Diamond Mine? I don't know what you're... This is exactly, exactly to a T what they used to do with Timothy Thatcher. Oh, yeah. Well, Timothy Thatcher had the same thing, yeah. Right? Same same stable, correct? Exactly. Same exact... No, it's not the same exact thing because Thatcher was going move by move. Very similar, but even still, it's same premise of somebody trying to teach a group of um, prodigies and stuff like that, and then somebody coming into one of them. I think with Thatcher, it was Riddle, right? Uh, probably. You know. So, so it's it's similar with Diamond Mine, also, I guess. Yeah. Well, pre so, everybody but, in the current day Diamond Mine. Yeah. True. But uh, main event, Wesley picked up the victory over Tony D'Angelo to retain the North American Championship. I thought the match was pretty good. I definitely didn't think Tony D'Angelo was winning this, though. I definitely wasn't expecting um, Dijak to come out and choke stacks all the way to the back. I, that, that, I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that at all. I didn't expect that either. I was surprised that... What I didn't like is, like, the... The commentators got in, kind of were confused by it. They're like, "We don't know who took him off," and they're like, "I think it was uh, Dijak." And they're like, "Oh yeah, no, that was Jijack." When they cut the camera to him again, because it was a quick flash, so I can understand why a commentator would say that. That's true, but they're sitting right there, though. But they don't they don't look in front of them. When a commentator calls a match, they're calling what we see. Yeah. If they were true. calling, if they were calling the match, they would say stuff that that we wouldn't see. And then we would be looking like morons because we're like, what do you mean? We don't know what that is. We didn't see that happen. Yeah. That's why they have the TVs in front of them. That's true. Very true. Very true. But the, the quick distraction from Dijak allowed Wesley to, to get the upper hand. And I think it's pretty big for Wesley and the North American Championship to close out the last NXT of the year on top like that in the main event. And as far as NXT this week goes, it was a taped episode, and it definitely felt like one of those throwaway episodes. Yeah. So I guess they gave all all the, the production crew an extended time to... A little break. To have holiday off, yeah, so... I didn't realize yes. that NXT was going to... I thought NXT was going to be live. And then um, I forget what segment it was, but I'm like, this seems like... Because they did the match, and then I think they went into like a backstage thing, and it was like... And then they went into another match, and then a backstage, and then a match. I'm like, this doesn't seem like it's live. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, they aired a uh, like a coming up on NXT or something like that, and I was like, oh, this is a voiceover. It's 100% not live. So, huh. I'm looking yeah. forward to more NXT. Next year, we have NXT on the road for for uh, Vengeance Day. 
That would be awesome. (laughs) So that's NXT going to move over to SmackDown. Bray Wyatt opened the show and he said that he tries to be a good guy. He wanted to apologize for what he did last week to the camera guy. And then LA Knight came out, yelled at Bray Wyatt about Uncle Howdy, the imposter he called it. Because he still doesn't believe that it's, uh, he still thinks it's Bray Wyatt. And then he called Bray a fraud, a broken down loser, and then laid out a challenge for the Royal Rumble. And Bray Wyatt did the Luke Harper, yeah, 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 and accepted that challenge. We got another video from Uncle Howdy. And then Uncle Howdy himself came out, got in the ring, stood side by side with Bray Wyatt, and then hit a sister Abigail on Bray Wyatt. And at least I assume that was Uncle Howdy. He had a different mask this week, so it could potentially be a different person. Uh, But then it was confirmed later on that uh, they're going to have the match at Royal Rumble. The Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, which was uh, something that people thought was going to be for Bray Wyatt. And I don't think Bray's first match back on TV or PLE should have been a sponsored one, but... We'll see how that one turns out. I have no idea what a pitch black match is. Uh, first match of the evening saw Solo Sokoa pick up the victory over Sheamus. Very good hard-hitting match here. The Usos at one point had to talk Solo out of using a chair. Uh, and I think this match would have been really good on like a, a PLE. I liked when Sheamus went for that bro kick and Solo rocked him with the super kick. And Sheamus kind of like rebounded off the ropes with that running knee. But the Usos got involved later in later on. The uh, the Brawling Brutes brawled with them. That leads to the end of the match, basically. The Bloodline continued the attack on Sheamus. And Drew McIntyre came out to make the save. Um, after that, we saw Ronda Rousey pick up the victory over Raquel Rodriguez to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship, which I thought was like a pretty simple match. Not like uh, in a bad way at all. I think this might have been the best match that Ronda Rousey has had since returning at the Raw Rumble last year. And I liked so much stuff from this match. I liked that submission move that Ronda Rousey did by like rolling into Raquel Rodriguez and choking her with her own arm. And then obviously working Raquel's bad elbow as well. And I really liked when uh, Raquel did those, those clotheslines to Ronda Rousey and then she ducked the last one thinking that she outsmarted her, but Raquel did another clothesline with her bad arm and took Ronda Rousey down. I thought that was a great spot. Raquel went for the Tejano bomb and they end up rolling to the outside with like a submission locked on from Ronda Rousey. And Raquel ends up hitting it on the, the apron. I think they did an excellent job at showcasing Raquel Rodriguez as a badass here. And the finish I thought was really cool. That move from the top rope to the, the arm bar transition. I thought it was great. After the after that, Charlotte Flair returned. New theme. I guess they're getting rid of all the CFO themes. And then uh, she had new gear as well. And Rousey's like, oh, what are you going to challenge me for the Royal Rumble? And Flair's like, no, tonight. And then Charlotte picked up the victory over Ronda Rousey to become the new champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, such a Brock Lesnar moment. <laughs> In my book, she's a 16-time champion. WWE doesn't recognize her as such. They they kept calling her a 14-time champion on SmackDown, but we saw that literally happen at Money in the Bank last year, I think it was. 
Um, so they've really, they've just deleted her NXT title reign. So that's, I think is stupid. She's a 16 time champion. Let her be a 16 time champion. People are now calling for Charlotte Flair versus Mickey James at WrestleMania though. And I'm, I'm for that. Let that match happen. That'd be cool to see. They aired footage of Dominic, Rey Mysterio and Rhea Ripley from Christmas. Very much so like the last video we saw with them. Very well done. Um, and then it cut to a segment backstage, New Day, Hit Row, Maximum Male Models, Riddick Moss, Ricochet, they were all making fun of Top Dollar for the jump that he missed. And uh, Ricochet was like, oh, well, now he knows that it's not as easy as I make it look. And Top Dollar got pissed, he shoved him. And that goes into Gunter's Path of Destruction, where Imperium, they say that nobody on SmackDown will take the title from Gunter. They showed a video package of everyone that he's taken out. And then Braun Strowman came out and was like, I wasn't in it. And uh, they went to leave. Braun pulled Gunter back. Imperium jumped him. They end up taking Braun Strowman out. He, he gets sent through the barricade. They attacked him with a chair, the steel steps. And Gunter had him locked in a submission. Ricochet ran down to make the save with the steel chair. And then that match gets set up for, I think, next week it was. But John Cena, Kevin Owens picked up the victory over the bloodline in that main event. Prior to the match, Paul Heyman brought up the crowd chanting Sammy to Sammy Zayn. And uh, he said it wasn't a good look for that to happen. And then it was brought up to Roman Reigns. And Roman was like, oh, we're, we're good. The match goes on. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens start the match. Sami gets busted open from his nose pretty early on. Kevin Owens towards the end of the match, I think his eye got busted open. That looked pretty nasty, but they built that hot tag for Cena all the way up. Fans were going absolutely crazy every time he went to go get uh, reach for a tag in. I did find it weird to see Roman Reigns breaking up pins and and tagging in and out because I wasn't expecting that but when John Cena finally got back up on the apron the crowd became absolutely electric when Kevin Owens got the tag the roof blew off and uh, Cena went and did the the moves of John Cena to Sami Zayn and then tagged in Kevin Owens he he did the move to uh, Roman Reigns also tagged in Kevin Owens they both did the five knuckle shuffle to Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens got the win over Sammy after a stunner. So great, uh, great to see John Cena back for his 21st year in a row, having a match in WWE. And uh, that's SmackDown. Before I move over to AEW with Chris, I wanted to mention the unfortunate passing of Don West. He passed away at the age of 59 after a battle of with cancer. Uh, I first knew of Don long before TNA even existed, long before I even started to watch wrestling. In the 90s, he worked for the Shop at Home Network and would literally sell sports memorabilia and other things like Beanie Babies, I think maybe even Pokemon cards, on television. And uh, Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan even spoofed him on SNL a few times. But he had so much energy behind his selling, and that's why I would watch, that's why people would watch, they would tune in and see that, I, 
it would make me want to buy the stuff he was selling, even though I was just a kid. And it's funny because like I can't think about Mark McGuire without thinking about Don West and hearing him pitch those items. Like, you will receive a gem mint Mark McGuire rookie card. And I just hear that in my head. Fast forward to 2002, he was hired by TNA as a color commentator where it would eventually be him and Mike Tanay. And I think they made a fantastic team. What they did together in TNA and Impact was fantastic. He would also eventually have his uh, Don West insane daily deals, which brought him back to selling merchandise in that 90s style before Impact. And overall, I think he was just a phenomenal commentator. It was nice to hear Michael Cole pay tribute to Don West and say he left an impact on the business during SmackDown. Our condolences go out to his family and his friends and his fans all over the world. I'm going to take a quick little break right now, and I'll be right back here with Chris on Marking Out. This is the greatest tag team of all time, FTR, and we're here on Marking Out podcast. You got Cashier, one half of the living legends, one half of FTR, one half of the seven star icons. And we think you should check out this podcast here, Marking Out. Top guys, out. And back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Chris back here with you with Brandon to talk about all the happenings in all elite wrestling. Um, We recorded Wednesday nights. For our opening and outro, and now it is Friday, and a lot of things have happened, not just in AEW, but also, like, the landscape around AEW. But we'll start off, Twas two nights before Christmas, and all through the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas, there was AEW Rampage Holiday Bash, which started off with a Trios Casino Battle Royale. The winners get $300,000. Uh, it was... It was sponsored by DraftKings, right? Or Three Kings? Uh, I don't think it was DraftKings. I just think it was the Three Kings because that's the Christmas gimmick. Anyway, surprisingly, you have AR Fox and Top Flight are your winners of the Battle Royal, and it's not like he just had some scrubs in here. You had the Blackpool Combat Club. You had the Dark Quarter. You had LFI, uh, the Spanish Announced Project, which I thought was an interesting game for Team Evangelic and Helico. Uh, Luther and Serpentico. You know, the varsity athletes in Aria Davari. I guess they're a new trio. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think it was diver- deserving for Top Flight and AR Fox to win this. I think since AR Fox has come into All Elite Wrestling, he's been pretty hot, especially on Ring of Honor, picking up a big victory on the uh, on Final Battle. And you got to do something with Top Flight. You know, they've been. And I, I've said it too. There's been so many starts and stops with them that now I think this is this is a nice little uh, nice little thing for them. So. I just didn't uh, like the way they won. Why? Because I think it makes Blackpool Combat Club look bad here. Brand new but... ROH champion, pure champion, former AEW champion, and they lost to Darius Martin, who John Moxley literally killed on Dynamite last week. He did. And then they had but... Hangman run in and eliminate John Moxley. Even yeah, though he's not but... even cleared to be ringside. Yeah, okay, I can see that, but again, like, if Blackpool Combat Club won, what would we say? Oh, this was really predictable. I don't think Blackpool Combat Club should have been in that match. I can agree with you on that. You could have put another trios team in there or another put together. Like, Top Flight and AR Fox should have 100% won that match. They should have been in it. Okay, 
uh, apples and oranges, but uh, I'm uh, excited for AAR Fox and Top Flight for winning, and I hope they do a lot of stuff with all that money. After uh, next up, yeah, Eddie, go ahead. That we saw Eddie Kingston come out with uh, Ortiz, and this was about House of Black, and he called yeah. them out. And Malachi Black showed up on the screen. He declined to come out, but then he speculated that maybe Ortiz might be influenced by them. Okay. Which led to Eddie questioning their friendship. And there's been a lot of talk recently, especially with Eddie Kingston and the way that he's like, they've been kind of putting him in the storyline that, you know, he's, he's okay. You know, he's all right. Maybe now he starts getting a little paranoid again. So we'll uh, see about that. You have Renee Paquette afterwards backstage with Daniel Garcia and Sammy and Sammy Guevara. Uh, even I'm looking, so I'm, I, I have like the, the, the results up from the AEW only wrestling webpage. And it says Renee Paquette interviews Danielle Garcia and Sammy Garcia it backstage. Danielle. D-A-N-I-A-L. Uh, but Daniel Garcia is essentially saying that, you know, D- he doesn't like. <laughs> Dan- denial. Uh, and it, wait, is, it uh... says, it says Sammy Garcia too. Yeah. It says Sammy Garcia. Go to the website right now. I don't understand, and I didn't even know AEW posted their results. Oh yeah, for everything. But anyway, Daniel Garcia says he doesn't like Sammy Guevara. Feelings mutual, Daniel. Don't worry. Um, and then and then I thought says, that was funny because it was like, even though I don't like you, I'm going to follow you because Chris wants us to be get, to be together. Yeah. So it looks like they're you know a, a new put together tag team. And then so Sammy ran down Garcia to his face, told him to loosen up. Yeah, well, listen. Who's a better wrestler here, Daniel Garcia or Sammy Guevara? I can't uh, can't uh, speculate. Daniel Garcia, watch those matches on IWTV. Denial between... Garcia. Daniel, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you're not in denial about this that Daniel Garcia is a better wrestler. But again, what do I always say? Wrestling subjective. Uh, after this, you have a TBS Championship eliminator match as Jade Cargill defeats Vert Vixen. Essentially, a squash match. Um, I don't think she should be having title eliminator matches. Why not? Because she's going to win regardless, and we know that she's going to win. Yeah, but it also puts, uh, you know, Dave's uh, number one female of the year, (laughs) Jade Cargill, on TV. Oh, no, I'm not saying she shouldn't have matches. I'm saying she shouldn't have. This should have just been a squash match? It should just be straight up championship matches with her. Like, let her rack that up also. Like, oh, Jade Cargill defending the championship while she was champion 765 times. I like, you know what? I don't agree with you much, Brandon, but I kind of like that. You know, maybe Tony Khan makes something. He's like, there's no need for Jade to have eliminator matches because she's just squashing everybody. Yeah, you know, it's like we, are, we already know Jade the Cargill outcome. Jade Cargill will have the TBS championship will be on the line. Like, we know the outcome of every single TBS championship match as is, so... Just as we know every outcome of the, the Jade Cargill match. Yeah. No way in hell is Vert Vixen randomly going to show up on a, a Dynamite or a Rampage and get a, a win. Get the W. Over Jade Cargill. Yeah. who? No one's taken down Jade Cargill unless her name is Mercedes. Main event time. So the team of Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett pick up a victory over Anthony Bowens and... Billy Gunn, they're calling him Daddy Ass. I'm assuming that Max Kester's out because of that chair shot to the head. Yeah, he wasn't clear to clear to compete. But Triple uh, J that, is their tag team name, by the way. What's up? Triple J is their tag team name. J and Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, because he's Double J and Jay Lethal Single J. Yeah, sure. Or maybe Triple J L. 
Well, I mean, that's what they're they're calling is Triple J, but okay. But anyway, Lethal uh, hits uh, the Lethal Ejection on Daddy Ass to pick up the victory. They're red hot right now. I'm assuming this is probably going to go into a a tag team match once uh, Max Caster has been cleared. Yeah, and I thought the match was okay. It didn't. It felt like a lot of nothing. I feel like this shouldn't have been the main event. I feel like that battle royal should have been. Maybe. Maybe. But uh, Satnam Singh got in the ring at one point, and Billy clotheslined him out. It had zero effect on him. It should then, be because he's like a million feet tall. Yeah, and then Sanjay Dutt got involved, and Bowens took him out. But Caster got up on the apron and popped Jarrett yep. in the face, and even though he wasn't cleared to be up there. And then uh, it opened for Sanjay Dutt to get back in there and low blow Billy, and that cost him the match. That did cost them the match, though. Uh, yep. I'm a, I, I like the team Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I'm not. I have no complaints about this. <laughs> I don't have complaints about Jeff Jarrett on my TV either. A lot of people don't want it. I just got uh, in the mail this week. I didn't mention it when we were talking uh, with Dave. I just got the the zombie heels and faces Jeff Jarrett figure. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, outstanding! What a beautiful figure, man. That I'm keeping uh, on cards for the potential to hopefully one day. That's the Hasbro style gimmick, right? Yes, is that? And it, it it was one of the. It was supposed to be in the Orange Card series. Uh, but it, that orange card series wasn't made, but they've like, since then they made the diesel that was supposed to go with it in the original retro line. Uh, Jeff Jarrett's been made now, uh, Lex and Doink are coming out in the next wave of Mattel retros. So, well, potentially get all those. So, uh, now let's turn our attention to a dynamite new Year's smash from Broomfield, Colorado. You start off the night with action as the Brian Danielson picks up the victory over Ethan Page with Stothley Hathaway in his corner. Big match for Ethan Page here, you know, getting to be on TV with somebody like Brian Danielson. The crowd yeah. was super hot for Brian Danielson, and uh, Ethan Page was getting heavily cheered too. Yeah, well, you know, he's he's one of those guys that's a bit it's a heel on TV, but if you pay attention to his YouTube channel and stuff like that, he's you know he seems he like just an loves toys. I just like toys, absolutely. <laughs> and Disney. Staring my, and Disney, yeah, I'm just staring at my toys right now as we're recording. He had a forbidden time. door vlog recently, right? Did he? I think Johnny and Candace were on. Yes, that's right, because they were at Toy Hio. Yeah. But yeah. MJF watched this match with a random chick stroking his face. Da, Daddy do? Something like that. I don't Some... understand why that was a thing. And then my, after the my, after the uh, you know match, MJF... Uh, you know, is uh, on the microphone and says, you know, he's got the only attractive looking woman in Colorado. So it just shows you that, uh, you know, he may have been, pub- he may be uh, engaged, but he's still, you know, doing his thing with all the rats, <laughs> as he likes to say. So uh, after this, though, match, you have Renee Paquette backstage with Wardlow. You know, they've got a big TNT championship match that will main event the night. However, Samoa Joe attacks him with a lead pipe right in the knee. So. Trying to get the advantage going into this match because you think maybe Samoa Joe thinks he, uh, you know, uh, Wardlow could beat him. So we'll see. And then another backstage segment after the commercial break with Renee Paquette uh, getting an update from Hangman Page saying he's uh, two weeks away. So in two weeks. Well, no, no. He had no update. The doctor then said maybe two weeks. But you know it's going to be two weeks. Yeah, you know, obviously. like in, in, in two weeks, he's got to come out to the ring, like all dressed in full gimmick. I'm like, all right, Moxley, let's go. Blah, blah, blah. You know, the doctor told him, he goes, maybe if you stop having brawls, you'll be good in two weeks. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, we haven't seen it. I think they could they could hold him off for that. 
Yeah, because next week it seems like the show's going to be super packed already. So yeah, you got a whole new presentation. Yeah, so that's uh, where's the that next week? Main where's... event style <laughs> presentation. Main event style. That's like WWE oh main God, event graphics. Go. That's oh. what it is. What do you mean? Why would you go with red and blue if it's the only main competition is is Raw and SmackDown? <laughs> that's know. so stupid. It looks like mixed match challenge or something. Uh you didn't say mixed it properly. match challenge. <laughs> Thank you. Or Survivor Series. It was Maybe literally the 2020 Roman Reigns entrance. The 2020? I don't remember that. With all the lasers and stuff when they had the Thunderdome? I, I did not watch WWE programming during the Thunderdome. So I, I liked the Thunderdome. I'm glad it's gone, but I hope it's in 2K23. <laughs> that seems yeah, right. Cool. Th- a Thunderdome arena. <laughs> it's in uh, 2K22, next- so I think that's pretty cool. Yep. After this, though, tag team action is the Blackpool Combat Club uh, avenged their loss in the trios match by picking up the victory over top flight in, I thought, Claudio legitimately knocked out Darius Martin at the end of this match. With that uppercut. It was just, it was a hard, stiff uppercut. And then you saw him, the second he hit the mat, you just saw his eyes just bulge out of his head. They had good, like, Um, indie spots in this match. Yes. Like, when Claudio was doing the, the swing to Darius, Dante, like, to me, if, like, you're, if, like, TV-wise, I think it's stupid because it's like, you look stupid doing it. But an indie spot, like, where he's doing the giant swing mm-hmm. and Dante's, like, jump roping over him every rotation. Uh, but that's fun. People I, That's that what stuff. I'm saying. That's why I call it an indie spot. Like, it's fun, but it's an indie spot. Like, you look like an idiot not hitting Cesaro, Claudio. You know what would be great, though? Car, if, like, people would if he, like, for it. you know what would have been great, though? If he, like, deked him, if, like, he did, like, one revolution and... One of the Martin brothers jumped over him, and he just dropped the other one and uppercutted him. That would be fantastic. Claudio just stops and puts, you know, shrugs his shoulders like, "What? Come on!" They also had the the other spot where Dante hit Claudio when he was elbowing Darius, and Darius, uh, uh I mean, Claudio just shook it off because he's Claudio, man. God's a dude's a beast. Dante just stood there. He's probably perplexed at how much this guy can go. Also, I think the more we see of Darius, it's very clear that Dante is like the the top guy in that. Well, who has had a lot of... It's very, very unfortunate that Darius has been out as much as he's been out. Yeah, he's I'm had just... a lot of serious injuries, so he hasn't uh, been able to get the ring time that he has. D- Dante Martin's been featured predominantly yeah. on every bit of AEW programming. And giving him time to shine and giving him, you know, he, he's had a lot more TV time to work than Darius Martin. So, right. Yep. After this, Hook squashes Balaam Lynx. What a name. And, uh, you know, it wasn't really about the squash match. It was more of the, the feud that Hook has right now with W. Morrissey and Lee Moriarty. Uh, Stokely Hathaway, you know, is walks onto the ramp and then. Called in they the Southwest down- Airlines of AW. <laughs> which is just absurd everything that's going on with southwest i couldn't believe that that was crazy I, i'm not paying attention to it i'm a jet they guy. canceled i think 90 percent of the flight cancellations this past week was from southwest okay like, of all the flights yeah the president even tweeted about it all right like the president like joe biden the president of the yeah United States? yeah not wow. tony khan well, I don't know, like the president of Southwest. I don't no, know. no, no, because they're probably, in their minds, they're the faces, but they look like but, morons. But anyway, B- Big Bill runs down to the ring, faces off against Hook. Hook almost gives him a two-bone suplex. Once that happens, and Hook actually hits that T-bone suplex on Big Bill, I think everyone's going to pop, and it's going to it's gonna be 
be one of those. Well, yeah, like, super- obviously. But I think he could have just done it then, then and there. Yeah, but then Bill tries the choke slam hook, and then Jungle Boy is now Hacksaw Jim Duggan comes out. Bro, like, far real. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, out of all the weapons that you could have taken, you take a two by four. And where did he get a two by four from? It would have been based Jungle Boy. He should have came out with a large branch. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it was once a branch, right? I know, but it's a processed branch now. <laughs> That's Come funny. Um, but yeah, so. I'm assuming it's going to be Big Bill, Lee Moriarty versus Hook and uh, Jungle Boy. Yeah, it seems likely. Yeah. So Jericho. Yep. Jericho uh, did talk. At Absolute Ricky Starks was foolish for turning down his invitation to the Jericho Appreciation Society on January 4th. He's going to school him. He's the wizard. Yeah. He's the he, Ocho. He's he doesn't have He doesn't have all the tools yet, so he's going to take him there. He's going to take him to the tool shed. And then Ricky Starks was interviewed about it later on, and... Uh, Address the fireball from action with action Andretti from last week, and said he's going to get revenge for him. Good, and he, and he also said that he's a star that Jericho can't control, and that's why Jericho doesn't like him. He's going to throw a sparkler in his face. Is, that's not what he <laughs> said. He's right? a star. Is that what he said? No, right? No. <laughs> he's going to throw some stardust in his face. Oh my god! Huh? Cody, Cody, back to AW confirmed. Ricky uh, Stark's going to come out with his face painting next week. Or on yep. January 4th. That's next week, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's next week. After yeah, that, so. we saw Shane Swerve... No? What's his name? Yeah. Swerve Strickland. Swerve Strickland. Yeah. In talking about, you know, his uh, two meatheads that he's with. That was the hands-down worst segment in AEW history. Yeah, he dumped uh, Keith Lee and picked up two people who believe in his vision. And then Parker- Wheeler Yuta... Wheeler Yuta showed up to defend Keith Lee's honor for some reason. Good. Keith Listen. Lee is a beast. I don't think he needs little Wheeler Yuta to defend him. Wheeler Yuta is a vicious chihuahua, and he I will fight any. I, that's a bit. That's Lee. a bad analogy, but like he's like, hmm, what kind of dog? A, a Yorkshire Terrier? I don't know. So, something small but very vicious. But hey, it sets up a match for Rampage, Wheeler Yuta versus Swerve Strickland. I'm assuming that, you know, Lunkhead 1 and Lunkhead 2 are going to get involved somehow. And uh... Swerve didn't even tell us what the guy's name was. Yeah, because he probably doesn't have know. a name yet. I don't think they know yet. <laughs> and then he didn't even address Parker, whatever, Boudreaux. Boudreaux. As like, he's like, yeah, this guy. And then he's like holding up his iced out chain. He's like, yeah, look at me. I'm so cool. Everyone thinks I'm Brock Lesnar, but I'm actually look like a hot bag of milk in the ring. And then tattoo face over here. It's weird. He's like, when, yeah, and this guy, you'll get to know him soon. We don't have Parker, a name for him yet. I don't know why. I feel like he hasn't been doing this. But in that segment last week when he like did the, the punch, he like threw like extra like, like uh, convulsions to his punches. Who? Parker. Like I don't remember him doing that, but like he would punch and like freak out, like I uh, like I can't even describe what I'm like in my head. I'm doing it physically. I'm doing it right now, but like like shaking when he would do it. Yeah, it, it reminded me of um. Did Otis used to do like a Hulk up gimmick? Do you remember? Yeah, I think yeah when he used to do the heavy machinery thing and he would do like the yeah like that thing. That <laughs> you should know. Time, Every time Parker punched, it was like Otis was, like, hulking up. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. That's After funny. that, though, we saw the elite 
pick up the victory over Death Triangle in a false count anywhere match. They were like, this is unpredictable. No, it's not unpredictable. It's, it's so it was so it's predictable. so predictable. I called this after the third win. I said are the Young Bucks and, and Kenny Omega about to win this entire thing? And they are. It's the most predictable thing in the world. Was the match a lot of fun? Yeah, it was all over the place. It was fun. Was the ending super goofy? Extremely super First goofy. First of all, I, like, I, I thought it was goofy that it opened backstage instead of in the ring. What about that? Uh, I, I like the meme that you posted on the uh, Marking Out Twitter account <laughs> when you're trying to look tough in the bathroom. <laughs> the middle school selfies, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. But the, the ending, like you said, I, I it just it's made like, Pac he, look like an idiot. He's got the brutalizer in the ring. So, I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, he has the brutalizer in the ring with no around him. And then it's like, shot to Kenny Omega, mid one-wing angel off <laughs> the, the, the balcony. Even prior it. to that, though. Pack had a guaranteed victory over Matt and got up to lock him in a submission. It, it, it wasn't even a kick out. Yeah. And then Matt was out, completely out, and then wakes up all of a sudden for a submission to, so, to sell for that. And then Kenny hits that. What was, I don't even know. Was it through a table? I couldn't tell. It was like a I don't split know screen they, thing. I, I think it was. Uh, I don't know. But then Kenny, I think Kenny got like a, a butt sting. Uh, is that a thing? A butt stinger? I would maybe I guess because like he like you saw him he saw he was in like shoot pain after that but he hits that move he gets that victory the the, the music's playing Pat doesn't even realize that the music's playing I guess he can't hear it and then Matt does the little Matt does the little the little yeah, baby so now in uh, what is it two weeks now we have Escalera de Muerte where yeah. the Young Bucks are gonna win Unless, you know... Give me a uh, surprise. Uh, surprise me. Please give me Death Triangle winning this match. Yeah, come on. Like, get, like, the House of Black involved or something like that, which would be great. Something uh, else that annoyed me with this, there were no hammer uses in this. The yeah, whole storyline here has been focused around hammers. You had well, a I, hammers... Last week's match was very hammer. No, it wasn't. They no. they weren't. They didn't even use the hammers. Well, maybe... It wasn't until it afterwards. Spot, maybe you got Kenny Omega and Pac at, like, the top of the ladder, punching, punching, punching... You know, they're both worn out. Pac p- pulls the hammer out of his trunks, and then all of a sudden Kenny pulls the hammer out of his trunks. Boom. Both of them knock each other out, and then best friends come in and just take titles and run. Yeah. Hashtag Mark Booking. But predictable. I thought it was a fun match. Ending was wonky. Let's move on. Uh, unfortunately, the JAS is no, female. The acclaimed. Of- oh, yeah, true. They're vid- new video. I can't forget. Please, I forgot about that. Ripping on everybody, Karen. A double Darren. J diss track. I thought it was good. I, th- I could swear that they sampled with my baby tonight, but like muffled it and maybe sped it up so people wouldn't be able to tell. Okay. Like I know Caster in the song says the lyrics, but I think where Road Dog says spending my days working hard on the go was on repeat in that song. And I don't Who see did- anybody talking about it. Caster said on Twitter at some point this week that like this was like an homage to some other rapper Mers. Um, let me what Mers. yes okay you saw that too so but yeah i thought it was fun i like i was like a good uh acclaimed music video um so yeah but anyway match after this though unfortunately the jericho appreciation society's females uh in timelo and anna j picked up the victory over ruby soho and willow nightingale which i don't like yeah ruby um, not because that victory what I think Ruby needed that victory there. She's just returned, and now all her her momentum is just gone. And especially with Willow being, you know, all elite recently, and she's such a fan favorite, you know, she's so over. 
they should have kept uh you know kept the baby faces hot here but like i understand it you know ruby got a big singles win so i'd also whatever. like for them to stop doing that partner tackling a partner to break up the pin thing that's in every tag team match i think it's like super overused in wrestling in general and aew literally did it in the match before so okay. i would like for that to like in 2023 can we please just stop doing that all right, so the first Usos match that happens. No, I just wanted spot, to stop. Gonna... I wanted to stop. And just wrestling in general. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not gonna happen. Save it How for... are they supposed to what are they never Save... supposed to break up a tag ever again? It it happens too often. They literally okay. did it in the match before with, okay. with Death Triangle and, and the Young Bucks. But that was a trios match. But it's the same thing though. It's a partner like, tackling, tackling a partner tackling a partner. But in this match, Anna J um Went to use the chair. She she went to use the chair like Hulk Hogan. I've never seen such a thing before. <laughs> like I, I could not believe that. Yeah, you know, she like holds it weird and like puts it in front of her face. Like a Sorry, I, I haven't been paying attention to Hulk Hogan chair shots. You've never seen that brother. clip? It's like the weirdest clip. He just like, I, I can't even just, he like taps the person. But she she misses that first one and then Aubrey catches her. Ty Mello able to use the chair on Ruby Soho and uh, completely, I don't know why AEW posted the whole clip like that. She misses her finisher. What? Who Ty does? Yeah. Oh boy. So Uh, I'm going to bite my tongue. Uh, We know why. We know my thoughts about Ty Mello. Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara, I like both of them. I have no problems with them. But Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello were stripped of their AAA titles because they keep canceling on AAA. And I guess they had demands. Sammy Guevara and Ty wanted their own referee for the match. And they wanted uh, a stylist or something like that for Mexico. Yes, and I saw that. Like Conan came out and buried them, right? Yeah, he's like, screw this. You guys are done. And they already crowned new champions. They had a a triple threat match, I think, for new champions, and they they crowned champions. That leads into me talking about Lexi Nair interviewing the Guns. They go out to party. They just wanted to celebrate their victory over FTR. So they showed up to the arena and then left before the show was over to celebrate their victory from last week. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, bunch of ass boys. But an update to what we discussed earlier... FTR did, in fact, drop the championships to Drillistico and Dragon Lee, the AAA <laughs> team titles. But then you have to mention what happened after. Dragon <laughs> Lee shocking the wrestling world at, like, what, what time was it even? 10.30 p.m. or something like that? Um, uh, Let me look back at our... Uh, Maybe it was 10 p.m.? Text thread between us two. Um, AEW went very dark. Dragon Lee, yeah, about 10.30. Around 10.30 p.m., 10-19, uh, you texted me, Dragon Lee is now a WWE superstar. Bro, he won the title tonight, and now yeah. going to WWE. Which was not on my bingo card at all. He cut a promo afterwards, and he relinquished the championship. So, they're they're not even champions. So, now it makes me think even more so that FTR will, in fact, be back to WWE in 2023. Uh, I don't know. They dropped the titles to somebody who dropped the title. Or do you think, like, now, here, like, this is what I was thinking about, was the fact that, like, maybe Conan, because Conan's, like, the head booker for AAA, correct? Something like that. 
this is just my Mark brain working here. Um, but like, imagine like now it, a WWE has this like working relationship with AAA, so maybe they had to like get all the AEW stink off of them. What? No, well, well, Dragon Lee's not champion anymore. He dropped it. Well, no, it's like, hey, listen, you know, you can mention him going to WWE. He just has to win the title off these AEW guys, and like, I this, don't that, think so. I, I listen. It's the wrestling business. Also, yeah. keep in mind, we never got an end to this Dragon Lee thing in AEW. When him and Andrade and Roosh went into business for themselves, well, now you're not. <laughs> now you're not. Uh, you're never gonna get that again, brother. And beat him down, and then TK was like, "Oh, we'll hear about it on Rampage or next week," and that like never happened. So I thought, yeah, because I'm assuming my, my assumption is now after that happened. Someone in WWE probably reached out to Dragon Lee. Was like, "Oh, hey, brother, come on to. We'll give you some money. Here's an NXT contract." But I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pumped to see Dragon Lee in WWE. I think he's fantastic in the ring. It's um, somebody it's on a Twitter. Shame. Just a shame that his brothers aren't coming with him. Yeah. Um. Somebody on Twitter was like, "I can't wait to see Dragon Lee versus Axiomo." Ax- Axiom. Axiom. Sorry. That's a a kid. Yes, a kid uh, or scripts. Or whoever. Scripps could be a fun match, too. Yes, absolutely. This gimmick, though, Dave and I spoke about it. It's just not working. Scripps, I know. I think when he debuted, it just already just stopped working. Yep. So Because, like, you, he they built it up to be somebody like we thought. We discussed. We thought it could be somebody like EC3. They yeah. built it up as a former w, NXT superstar. Someone with his name written everywhere in, in the Performance Center. Yeah. He, he wasn't even part of NXT. Nope, he wasn't. He went right to the main roster as a sommelier. The main event of AEW Dynamite saw Samoa Joe pick up the victory over Wardlow to retain the TNT Championship. But prior to the match, Samoa Joe came out and cut a promo while waiting for Wardlow to show up. I thought for sure we were going to see somebody like big to replace Wardlow. Yeah. That didn't happen. Goldberg's not there yet. And Wardlow ends up limping his way out to the ring. And I thought this was an unfortunate match for Wardlow because I'm a big fan of Wardlow, but so am I. he was not selling the correct knee. I wasn't paying attention to that. Yeah, uh, I was... and commentary had to cover for him. Joe yeah. worked the knee throughout the match, but Wardlow wasn't always selling the knee at first. And Maybe he actually shoot hurt his other knee. I don't know about that. I don't, but at one whatever. point, at one point, you could see him grab the the knee he thought it was, and then like. Whoa, and then go to the, the, the correct knee he's supposed to be. Yeah. I also didn't understand him being able to hit a swanton and a whisper in the wind. Adrenaline, with a, brother. With a bad knee. I don't know. But you saw him when he landed that whisper in the wind right yeah, the after his knee. In the like, wind, yeah, he landed, yeah. landed weird. But but the, the bigger part, uh, Wardlow's momentum is just gone. Yeah, and, 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 and like, man, an insult to injury, too. It's after the match, Mojo gets scissors and cuts... Wardlow's beautiful hair now making all of his action figures totally <laughs> old and uh, it just can't it's just you pre- can you cut the hair off of his action figure? I don't know, but like, what are they gonna do with Wardlow's hair now? Like, they got they, they can't just give him like a be he can't be a shaved head guy now. They have to do something with the remaining hair that he has left, like a uh, like a pompadour a or, or something. Yeah. No, not a kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't understand. Like that seems like something. You could have, like, had a stipulation or something. Yeah, for sure. This is just I, Nightmare Collective. They're bringing it back, and we don't want to see Nightmare Collective. Well, then after, uh, 
Wardlow gets his hair cut. Then Darby Allen apparently now is in the running for the TNT Championship again. Samoa <laughs> Joe, by the way, before that, headbutts a referee. So, TK, you got some uh, you got some fines and kicking out people to do. And then Darby, he's like, I don't give, uh, I don't care about uh, Wardlow. I'm going to show up on my time. He he can get his hair cut. I don't care. I'm going to show up. My music plays, and then I'm going to show up after he gets his haircut. Yeah, come on. Should uh, I don't. Darby, should shave Darby, Darby, Darby doesn't care about anybody. He just wants the championship. Well, he cares about staying since he's going over to Japan. Didn't we? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Did we not see Darby versus Samoa Joe already? Yeah, several times. Here's to the new year. Yeah, and Darby getting 17 more TNT championship matches. Yeah, we don't need it. Nope, I agree with you on that. So, yeah, well, here is to the new year. That's the end of the television year for AW. You That's got, a, uh, the, the Sting match is coming up this week. I forgot. Yeah, it is. And Wrestle Kingdom is on the 4th, too. Yeah. We so don't even know if FTR is defending the titles. They are defending the titles. Dax said it on his podcast this week. They're off to Japan. Who are they defending it against? I don't know. Let's uh, let's Google this right now, should we? Wrestle Kingdom, right? That's what it's called? Yeah. I didn't think there was I, a match set up for them. Kingdom. What is it? Wrestle Kingdom. Let's say. Wrestle Kingdom 17. 17, right? Well, it, no, this is like the, uh, oh, the ultimate. Def- oh, it's for- Bishamon. Yeah. Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. So. How come we didn't hear anything about this? I, Where's I that like working it, relationship it, with New Japan on TV? I, I don't know. But, I mean, Wrestle Kingdom looks like a great card. Carl Anderson will be defending off against Tamataga. Taiji Ishimori will be defending the junior heavyweight title against El Desperado. Takahashi and Master Wado. Uh, will Ospreay will be defending the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship against Kenny Omega. Main event's going to be uh, Jay White defending against Okada. That should always be good. People are in uh, high debate over that. Should... Why? Jay White versus Okada be the main event, or should yes. Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega be the main event? No, absolutely, it should be. Uh... Oh, yeah, we also have Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ren Narita for the uh, inaugural television champion. So, um, I think it should, I mean, I if you pay attention to New Japan, their world title matches are always their main events, unless it's, uh, you know, otherwise uh, noted. So, I still think uh, Jay White and Okada should be the main event. But you can't do Matt. You can't do one match after the other. You have to put like Kenny Omega, Wasprey, like the middle of the card. Isn't that what they do though? They do it one after the other. I thought it should, everyone's gonna shoot their wad during Osprey. No, Meltzer's not gonna be able to pay attention to the main event because he's gonna be. Well, too that's what Kenny they Omega. do. It's it's like a seven hour show, and they have like six long, six hour long matches. Six hour long, and then they put all the other cards matches in ten minute slots. So. Yeah, so Wrestle King- we talked about Wrestle Kingdom, too, because it's coming up. Perfect. <laughs> there we go. You can add it to there. Also talked about hashtag Wrestle Kingdom. Do we uh, talk about pro wrestling, Noah? Uh, Shinsuke gonna... Nakamura. Yeah, I know. He's already in Japan. I think his uh, violinist is with him. Really? Yeah, he posted a picture on Instagram this morning. and It said, like, reunited. Damn. I know. Let's see. Hold on. I'm going to my Instagram right now. Um, Nakamura. Nakamura, yeah. Um, let's see. All right, come on, Wi-Fi. Yeah, him and his violinist, and it says, We're reunited, Lee England Jr., bye-bye Muda, Noah. Yeah, seven hours ago. That's cool. Yeah, that's very cool that they're 
flying over uh, League Har- League England Junior. So yeah, wrestling's fun and wrestling. Maybe he lives there in Japan. Yeah, let's see. Let's go to his Instagram. Let's now, see we? where he lives. <laughs> Lee England Junior. He's a uh, first violinist signed to Jumpman Twenty Three. No, that's Michael Jordan. Uh, I don't think so. Because he's posting videos of him in Manhattan on December 1st. Oh, well. Yeah, so maybe he's from New York. Last night was epic. Congrats to the Browns for their win over the Bengals. So he was at the Bengals game on November 1st. Uh, He was in Midtown Manhattan on the 25th. So I think he's uh, a New Yorker. Well, the big match is taking place is Nakamura versus Great Muda. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah, it should be really cool. So, um, yeah. So wrestling's starting off on a super high note on 2023 the forbidden door of wrestle kingdom 17 pro wrestling noah you have AEW. i have to wonder if muda makes an appearance in the raw rumble you think or think i don't know maybe... i mean it's like one of those like or or at least be an inductee to the hall of fame this year but like what like here's the thing though like what did he do wwe wise zero yeah so it's like I, it, that just seems funny to me. Like, like if it was Liger, I could understand Liger had a good run with WCW. Um, well, you know, great had, Muda had a run with WCW. Yeah, but was it the same as? But, like, but then also, like Liger was at NXT that match against uh, Tyler Breeze that you still you know watch. Yeah, the religiously. one. What do you mean religiously? Yeah, they didn't even give him his good theme song. <laughs> oh, God, sorry, Mark. <laughs> but what right, do you mean? So... Yeah, he's got a great theme song. He does. Um, you know who's at best, though? Uh, what's his name? Why am I forgetting? Minoru Suzuki. Absolutely. So, I don't know why I forgot about that. And he just had a figure come out. It's it's mid. Yeah, yeah, I heard it's too jacked. It doesn't look but, like him. It's just, eh. Of course, he would say that. It's just Star okay. Uh, but the, the Liger figure from Storm Collectibles is awesome. I have it. Yeah, those are those are cool. Yeah, I should take it It sucks there's so much money, though. I don't... I got it for free. Wow. Yeah, I know. So as a gift. No, I won it actually. Oh. Uh from where? last year last year when the Major Wrestling Figure podcast did their uh they did a live recording at the Wrestling Universe in Long Beach. And they were just asking you know, they give away stuff all the time. So like, oh yeah, we're gonna ask a question. They said, What is what is Hornswoggle's middle name? And I said Mark and I was right. And I won. What uh which one is it? It's the regular one. Damn. I yeah, wish it's I had my that. I know it's up in my uh, it's up in my case uh, in my attic right now, in my tote because I have nowhere to put it right now. So, well, uh, that's the last AW Dynamite, etc. For two K twenty two, two K twenty two. Who still says it like that? <laughs> two thousand twenty two. Do you have a match of the week? Versus match of the week. Christmas match of the week. Match of the week to seek. Uh, it, because it is the end of the year. My favorite match of the year. Briscoe's FTR 3 from Ring of Honor Final Battle. Um, it was my match of the week when we spoke about it on the podcast. Uh, but it was great. It was tag team wrestling and brutality at its finest. Uh, so, yeah, go check that out. And, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey there, Hiff. We should listen to Brandon shoutouts. The first shout-out goes to Who Killed Santa, a Murderville murder mystery, which uh, the first season of the TV show got a shout-out earlier this year, but this was a holiday special. I still don't know if there's going to be a season two, but I really hope there is. It's on Netflix, 
and it stars Will Arnett, where they have celebrity guests, and the only people who don't have a script are the celebrity guest guests. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's based off of a British TV show, but I think it's really funny. And for the holiday episode or special, they had Jason Bateman, Maya Rudolph, and then uh, Pete Davidson. And overall, I just thought it was really well done. And if you're a person who likes to laugh, I would say definitely check it out because it's definitely all over the place. Uh, the next shout out is going to The Recruit, which is a new series on Netflix starring Noah Centineo. He is a lawyer who just started working for the CIA, but he becomes involved in like a major conflict. And that pretty much put, pretty much puts his whole life on hold. So I thought it was a pretty good show. I don't think it's renewed just yet for a second season, but it's doing really well on Netflix. So I would have to assume that they're going to be picking it up. And if you like those sort of like action shows, I would say check that out. And then my last shout out goes to Shelton Benjamin for celebrating 20 years since his WWE debut this week. WWE put out a little video for him with a bunch of people. And Shawn Michaels in that video said whenever he hangs up his boots, there's a spot in the Hall of Fame for him. And I thought that was a nice thing to say. And I think collectively we all know how great Shelton Benjamin is. We all love Shelton Benjamin in the ring. So Yeah. Uh he was the in on the major wrestling figure podcast, they do the nation of uh what's it called? No, the incarnation of domination every week where they pick the best figure. And this week was Shelton Benjamin. That's so, really was cool. he actually on it, or was it just him as the no, they, topic? No, it was it was Brian, Matt, and Mark talking about their favorite figure of Shelton Benjamin, how many they have, and then they take that and they repurpose it and they put it on their YouTube channel too. So it should be up in like a week, week and a half. Because I know awesome they have one. that that classic clip when they were all in WWE still, and they presented yeah. Shelton with the, t- the figure, and he thought it was actually one out of like the actual number one, and and they were like, no, the title says four something. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> I thought that was funny. But <laughs> Shelton Benjamin, 20 years in WWE, uh, or 20 years since his debut in WWE. Uh, fantastic wrestler, and I'm happy he's in WWE. He deserves all the fanfare that, that comes towards his way. And Yeah, I, I loved watching the video clips because, I, I mean, everybody on Twitter was putting out stuff about Shelton Benjamin and just re-watching his alliance with uh, Team Angle and just how great of a wrestler he really is. And I think that out of a lot of pro wrestlers, he's probably one of the most underrated wrestlers who um, was just never given that chance to be the top guy, Um, but always fantastic. It seems like he always brings the best out in every wrestler that he faces. And just I feel like everybody in pro wrestling just respects the guy, you know? And uh, here's hoping that in 2023 we see the Minnesota Stretching Crew as the tag team champions. <laughs> I don't think that'll that will ever happen. But now that was a markout moment of during a uh, Royal Rumble where Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar. That was what it was two years ago, I think. Right, two years ago. I I'm mean, not sure. Might that, have been three years at this point. That was a great moment. Um, but yeah, those are uh, my shout outs. Now it's time for. Our, our. Mark out moment of the week. 
that is right our mark out moment of the week the last one of the year uh anybody have a mark out moment or several oh <laughs> so i was gonna say i'll yeah. start i guess I would. I watched the Entourage movie again and had completely forgotten that all four horsewomen were in it. And I think it's pretty cool because it's pre WWE for all of them. Mm-hmm. Like I remembered Ronda Rousey being in it, but I didn't remember Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, and Jessamyn Duke also being in it. And then of course there's all the uh, people associated with pro wrestling in that movie, like Mike Tyson, Gronk. Maria Menounos and David Arquette and I guess maybe the cast of Entourage themselves as they've all, for the most part, hosted Monday Night Raw at some point. They did? Yeah. I'm going to say that something that I marked out for this week was Bray Wyatt's return to MSG and his return to a WWE wrestling match as he faced off against Jinder Mahal picking up a victory. I thought it was just going to be a promo. Yeah, I didn't expect to see that he actually had a matchup against Jinder Mahal. Even cooler. I did mark out that he did the little uh, salute to Brody. Yeah, even cooler. Yeah. He did that tribute to Luke Harper, which was nice. Yeah, yeah, that was another thing coming up, came up on that anniversary with uh, Luke Harper or Brody Lee. I yeah, I've, I'm I'm very happy that every year both all companies and everybody in general are just sharing all their love and memories for him. My fingers yeah, are just know. like, I, I had really like... I had high doubts, but my fingers were crossed that maybe we could still see Luke Harper in WWE 2K22. Mm-hmm. Um, but that obviously that didn't happen. But I hope that somehow we get him in 2K23. What is 2K23 coming out? I don't know. There's supposed to be some sort of. I'm assuming there's going to be like a trailer dropped at the Royal Rumble. They were okay, filming it cool. a few weeks ago. I think Bad Bunny is about to be in this year. Logan Paul's going to return, not being DLC. Mm-hmm. So nice. Oh, I could play this drive PS5. Well, my son has a PS5. <laughs> but I mean, you could play you it. Go. It was on PS5 last year too. This year, I I think it's like twenty bucks right now. I on think the PlayStation it Store. might be. Yeah, but there's so many. Like this year's game was not good. Well, I haven't played it in a very very long time. So. But people, Pete, there's a, a guy. What's the status? Was able to like figure out a way to go back in games past and get like Brody's taunts. So he has the yeah, oh, yeah, 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 and is like crowd sign and everything in the game. Um, Bray Wyatt has his stuff in the game still through the files. Nice. They're just they're just there. And if you, if it wasn't for a guy like what's the status, we're all screwed. We don't have any of that. I should turn my PlayStation on now to see if, uh, how much <laughs> it costs. Well, okay, he got a new TV for Christmas, so I have to put that up. Nice. He got him, like a nice big 4K TV for his room, so he can play his PlayStation. So that's awesome. Uh, uh, it's on my it's on my agenda of things that I have to put up tomorrow because I have to change out the brackets for the wall to wall mount it because it's too I don't know it's stupid, but yeah. I, I also marked out at seeing a clip of Earthquake wrestling a dark match for a taping of Sunday Night Heat and SmackDown in 2001. Which oh would God. turn out to be his last match in WWE. Oh yeah! Wow. I, I thought that was yeah. You cool. sent yeah. You sent me that, and I definitely I've been so on Twitter. I follow all of these old wrestling uh, yes, accounts. Yeah, you send them to me all the time. Yeah, I always love watching them just because it's it's so much fun to just relive all of that. And Brandon sent me that earthquake video too, and just seeing the earth 
uh, seeing Earthquake compete at that time, and it just makes me really wish I marked out for that. But then it made me regret, well, not regret, but I hated so much that him and uh, Typhoon weren't the natural disasters in that battle gimmick battle royal that they had. Yeah, and for sure. It, it was tugboat. You know, are they in the? They're not in the Hall of Fame, right? No. I that's one thing I was thinking too is that I really wish that natural disasters will be in the Hall of Fame at some point. I mean, these two monsters as a kid growing up, I feel like I was just so glued to watching them, and I like you would fear them in the ring because they would just jump around. But I totally marked out for that. I think the tag yeah, so teams that definitely need to go in are are them. Uh, Demolition and the Nasty Boys. Yeah, I think they're yeah, like definitely musts. the Nasty Boys. But with with that earthquake match, it's crazy to see stuff like that. It's like we never got to see any footage, to my knowledge. But in 2006, Henry Godwin returned to WWE for a little bit, and he was working like dark matches for Sunday Night Heat and like SmackDown tapings. And he worked DSW shows with, um, with uh, what's his name, Ray Gordy. What is his? What was his name? Oh, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse. He, Jesse. he was tagging with Jesse yeah. in uh, Deep South, and it's like I, huh. I would love to see those matches. And that's an interesting tag team right there. Yeah. Did you ever hear the story about how Terry Go- uh, Jesse told off uh, Doctor Death? No. Uh, As a child. Uh, <laughs> No, it like when he they were in development. Like Gallows tells the story on like shoot interviews and stuff like that. Apparently, like Doctor Death came in to like do some like um, guest training when they're all in like Deep South. I forget where they were. It would have been Deep um, South, probably. It was probably Deep South, and like he brought his book, and apparently they were supposed to read the book and do like a how a test on it, and everybody failed the test, but uh, Gallows because he actually read the book. Because he was a mark for wrestling, he says. Um, I may be getting this wrong, and I apologize if I don't. But then, like, they were doing Deep Shot shows or OVW shows or something like that. And then they were going to TV. And they were going to TV, and uh, Johnny Ace, like, pulls them over and starts, like, screaming and cursing at them about failing this test. And all Jesse wrote on the te- on top of his test was, F Dr. Death. <laughs> and, like, Johnny Ace, like, pulls him to the office and starts yelling at him. And Jesse's like, well, you know what? My dad used to tag with him in Japan, and he still owes my mother like $35,000. I'm not doing anything for him, blah, blah, blah. And Gallows said something to the fact that Johnny goes, Well, I didn't know that. Have yourself a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will find it, and I will send it to you. It's on a, it's on a thing. It's, it's really the funniest thing in the world. That's awesome. Apparently, and like Gallows like excused himself. He goes, I got a 10 out of 10 on the test, and uh, – uh, I passed it, so can I be excused? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, um, yeah, it's it's real great. I'm gonna send it to you afterwards. Um, all right, I think that's it. Can we close the pin on uh, Market Out 2022. Yeah, sure, 2022 yeah. in the book. All right, that was Market Out episode 621. Thank you again for keeping this podcast somewhat relevant. Uh, social media wise, Facebook.com/slash Market Out, Twitter.com/slash Market Out. YouTube and Instagram.com slash Markin' Out 11. Are we able to get one of those, like, at Markin' Out things on YouTube, Brandon? Did you look into that? We have it. It's Markin' Out 11. It's not at Markin' Out? No, it's because it? it's attached to Gmail accounts. I know, but my Gmail is cmsweeney85, and I was able to make my YouTube handle Yeah, but we CMSweeney. were one of the, the chosen people in uh, 2011. 
for 2012 and we were given that we were able to because we were monetized then okay even though we never made money off of the youtube yeah, so watch our videos since we're still not making money off of that. YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. TikTok at MarkingOut. Uh, email us, MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Uh, you can buy our gimmicks at ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog, David on Twitter at DavidDTDPT. And Brandon on all of his social media influencing accounts. He's about to go do a collab with, um, what's another in- Bad influencer? Bunny. <laughs> no, you're not doing it. You're too big for bad. Cindy Lauper. Brandon the Liver King cooking in the in the kitchen. Coming soon, no, guys. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, BTTG161. Until next year, we wish you the, the, the best, best of, of luck, luck in your future your endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic year. <laughs>